Welcome to episode 62 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Shocktober series begins as we cover everything we've watched from October 1st to the 5th. <laughs> that I hear? Is that the cackle of a witch? The dead rising from the earth. It can only be Halloween. Welcome everyone to the first episode of our annual Shocktober series. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And uh, yes, this is volume one. We're going to be covering everything we've watched, our horror-related Halloween goodness from October 1st to the 5th. Oh yeah. And joining us once again, who are you guys? Yeah, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I heard there were free cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin spice cookies? Pumpkin spice cookies. <laughs> Joining us once again, Adam Bentley. Hey, guys. And making his long-requested return, Danny Bazanko. Thanks for having me, guys. There's a long-winded uh, <laughs> synopsis of movies that no one has ever heard about. <laughs> Pretty much. I love that we've just barely introduced his name and we're already starting the rip on. That, that's how that's how it rolls. He's the older brother, so we gotta you know we gotta give him they shit. Down a peg. I'm sure when you were younger, he kind of stuck your head in the toilet. Yeah, he did actually. <laughs> Anyways, uh, guys, yeah, we're gonna try to keep on track because I'm sh- I know these episodes do run a bit longer. Anything you guys do want to talk about though before we get into it? Get into the rules, man. Yeah, get into it, buddy. Do you want to talk briefly? Do anything exciting? I just got back from Las Vegas and I went to this uh, museum called Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. Didn't even know this place existed, but I was driving down the highway to Boulder City and I just saw things on the Monster Museum. Like, of course I got to check this shit out. So apparently, this guy Tom Devlin is a special effects makeup guy and whatnot. He did a bunch of special effects. His name sounds familiar. A bunch of Charles Brand stuff. He did like oh, uh, the, the, the Puppet stuff, Masters. Yeah. He did uh, oh, okay. what was the other one like Killjoy, Poultry Geist for like uh, Troma. Nice. So nothing that's really like oh my god he did it for the Exodus, but right. it was so cool. But to I be saw in he there. did. Did he do Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Because no, no, he just made up um, uh, oh, uh, uh, statues and replicas yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, okay, cool. But they all looked great. So like, it's kind it of like was, a horror wax museum. You as got well. it. You it's, got uh, it. Some props and stuff he worked. And yeah, it looked cool. kind of fucking dope, man. Like it was a fun little like excursion. Like what? What is this? Let's check it out. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can share that on our. Uh, group yeah, page for, uh, I, you listeners know what? I don't really understand how the internet works, so I don't understand Facebook. I just <laughs> realized I can share stuff on the web page. I'm like, oh, I can share the Simpson thing on there. I don't know if it went up or not. So, oh, man, this is yeah. what I'm dealing with, people. Yeah, listen, so when you're wondering why these yeah. episodes are out three weeks behind, I have a bunch of VHS tapes <laughs> I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, cool. But yeah, yeah, let's just jump into it because. Uh, so let's talk about the rules. 
if this is your uh, virgin episode of the Shocktober series, we do this every year. We've been actually doing it going back to our old Horror More podcast days. So if you count those, this has got to be... What, year seven? seven or eight yeah. or something. But it's our third annual for the Movie City Maniacs. And uh, what it is, is every year for the month of October, from the 1st to 31st, the goal is to watch as many... Halloween or horror-related movies or TV series or specials. We set a new rule to kind of uh, make TV episodes kind of worth something. So I think we agreed on if it's a 20-minute to half-an-hour episode, I guess, it's worth... A third? Uh, a quarter. A quarter. A quarter. Right. quarter of a point. If it's a 40-minute to an hour episode, it's worth a half, half a point. And if it's a movie, it's worth a point. So... Unfortunately, if you watch an hour, a movie that's an hour or ten, or you watch a movie that's three hours, it is only worth a point. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, we're not uh, just picking movies to try to get points. Are you? Is that like? Is that, is that, is that, how you, is that your jam? Yeah. I say you watch like the Mummy. You're going like to think that because yeah. I did watch a lot like of short all the films Universal this week. monster movies. Like they're like, like I, an I, hour I, I do want to watch those. Like I always put those to watch every year, and it never yeah. happens. But I do hope to get through those. But no, I've been mm. trying to watch some kind of some old. Uh, we'll get into it. Some old films. So speaking of Universal, I just got back from Vegas, guys. <laughs> I, uh, I went to the Red Rocks, and apparently, uh, the Mummy was filmed there. Like I was watching, like the Tom Cruise Mummy, or no, 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 no. The uh, the Brendan Fraser one that I was talking about. <laughs> oh. No, no, the actual mummy. Like there was oh, actually nice. something like, wait a second, is anyone? I thought it was the Hills Have Eyes might have been filmed there because it looked kind of like the fucking Hills Have Eyes. Like I looked it up, I'm like oh, the mummy, cool. cool. So. The Hills Have Eyes were actually filmed in Ancaster. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I thought not... it was the Escarpment Have Eyes. It was <laughs> the thought, original title. I thought it was filmed in your backyard originally. Yeah, yeah. I thought, me, I remember me you and Danny you had to leave for a week. Yeah, me and Danny were both the, the guys with the fucking uh, wonky eyes. And the, uh... <laughs> like, we could, look at we didn't have to put makeup on these guys. Yeah. They'll save us. Do you know that like grand? weird fucker that's like sitting in the wheelchair like watching TV that doesn't care? <laughs> that was me when I was younger. <laughs> I was going to do a mom joke there, changed. but I had to stop myself because your mom's so nice <laughs> and kind, like... and she probably listens to this episode. But uh, Okay, so yeah, I guess um, the other thing I wanted to talk about in the rules before, so there are some kind of, I guess, things that could be a debate. I know Matty always brings up Masters of Horror. He feels they're mini-movies. I think, though, it is definitely a TV series, so... Even though, yes, they are an hour long, it's a TV series. I mean, it's, it is a TV series yeah. that released. But there are some cases... Um, Mr. Boogity was one last year that we all watched. I think it's like 45 minutes long, yeah. but it is considered a movie, I believe. So, And then I, I know I've this year I watched a fan film. I think it's like an hour long, but it is considered a film. So that would be a film. Is there any... Yeah. I'll, I'll if there's anything you. that like you know we really feel that we want to argue, yeah. we can get into it on the show. But I think let, let's set those rules. Like If it's considered a film on IMDb, it's considered a film. If you're watching a six-minute short... I don't know how to count six minute shorts. They probably shouldn't be twenty minutes. Maybe you can count a couple of them as one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know how. I don't think we're usually watching too many shorts. Yeah. No. This group of people, but if there is something, I guess we can we can figure that out. But yeah, we'll just go with it as we run. But pretty much, usually mm-hmm. go by IMDb. If it's part of a TV series, it is probably a TV show. Yeah, and if it's you know, consider a movie. It's a movie. Um, was there any other ones last year that were up for debate that we? Uh, sure about? I don't think so. Think so. Okay. And then again, the rule is it has to be if it is a TV show like The New Girl or something. You can't just watch a random episode. It's got to be the Halloween one. I guess. The, I guess <laughs> we weird. Right? We would count the like Saved by the Bell. They don't technically have a horror yeah. Halloween one, but they have that one that's kind of considered their Halloween the one. Murder, murder mystery. mystery. So that we would count. You know, stuff like that. As long as it has to have a Halloween horror feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, we can we can argue that. But as long as you're not throwing out anything too okay. crazy, I think. Well, we're the question open. I was wondering. I want to watch the Mothman prophecy. What do you think that would be? A thriller? Would that count? Mothman Prophecy. Yeah, it's more like Richard Gere and what? Oh, yeah, that would definitely count. That counts. Yeah, so it's yeah, a monster. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I think in it, thrillers count as horror to me. Yeah. Jalos count as horror. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of thrillers, like, they have that feel. Yeah. 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 That's what I figure. Like, but well, dystopian future is not. I, I wouldn't say like, Mad Max is not a horror film. Yeah, but fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. Something like Doomsday <laughs> is, yeah. is up for debate, I guess. I don't know. I know one last year, I believe, I watched Spiral Staircase, and that was brought that that could be considered a horror or a noir. Mm-hmm. I, and I thought um, it was it was okay. Yeah, I, I think that's, again, it's it sold at least to me as a horror film. Yeah. I think in IMDb it's got both, I believe, as the genre. But and, not on uh, Letterboxd. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure about Letterboxd. It's only thriller. I looked this up. Okay. But you, I think that's a film. You're trying to get points on there, right? That's a film that definitely has like a gothic feel. It has a killer yeah. in the house. Yeah. So we'll go with it. I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. watch Maltese Falcon and count that as horror. Yeah. But yeah, we, again, count. we can argue it. I think we're going to be pretty open here as long as you're not doing anything too ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and really, if you're close to beating me, then I'm going to challenge you. That's when it, it kind of <laughs> comes in, actually. Have you guys noticed this? Whenever like you're like kind of close to being Kyle, he'll like call everything out at that point. Let's be honest. You guys aren't going to be close to beating me. I'm going to be. So we, we, at the end of the year, we do crown the winner the the king of halloween yeah. and uh i am reigning champ two years in a yeah, row you kind of killed it like it's the last week that you just kind of destroy us yeah well dan had it i think no yeah you were here for the first movie city maniacs i was here for the first movie city so maniacs. dan was had a chance of winning it and then he disappeared i think there was like there was a couple of snowflakes that day yeah it was a bit chilly <laughs> so he didn't want to come out <laughs> two years ago yeah two years ago. so the other room i'm gonna set in stone is you have to be here for every episode unless you're on your death but there's a really good reason we will try to rearrange these episodes to work out for everyone but yeah you just you can't show up the first episode and then show up the last and say oh yeah in that time i watched 60 episodes because yeah. if you haven't talked about him on the show like who who we can't count that, you know? But if the listeners haven't heard what you listen to. So Stokes and Jimmy game. are already out. Yeah. Suck it, guys. Usually if you're not here the first episode, you're probably not competing. Yeah. The, you know, hopefully maybe we can get those guys to come on and, you know, do a top five yeah. or something like that. But anyways, is there anything else you guys want to talk about or should we get into it? I don't know if you guys know this, but I was in Vegas last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was three hours behind. So I've lost three hours in the time difference. So I think that counts as a movie. I don't know if you guys want to give that to me or not. I don't know if that's something that we could play You would have been using that time. You being uh, up right now is pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. Hey, I'm here. Okay, well, uh, if there are no other rules, I guess we'll just jump right into it. We're going to cover the October 1st to the 5th today. Let's start off with the first. Who wants to jump in with what they watched? All right, I guess I'm starting. So on October 1st, I started it off with Tales from the Dark Side, Season 2, Episode 1, The Impressionist. Nice. So for listeners that aren't aware, last year you covered Season 1. I watched all of Season 1, yeah. Okay. So... It does not start well. Uh, it's a comedian that is brought in by like some sort of secret government association to talk or communicate with an alien because they found the only way an alien... Uh, through laughs? No, is uh, communicates is through impressions. If you impersonate the alien... Did they bring in Rich Little? It's not Rich Little. I don't know who Daryl Hammond. Is. Was it Daryl Hammond? <laughs> That just seems like it would come off as racist when is when I do my Martin impression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the alien doesn't speak. It's just him doing weird faces with this bad, you know, puppet alien <laughs> in another room. And yeah, this uh, when when Tales from the Dark Side doesn't really land land. It really doesn't land. Yeah, I, yeah, I realized yeah. last year and. Uh, yeah, it didn't land. I don't need to talk about it anymore. It, it's uh, an illustrious uh, four pumpkins Ooh. out of ten, which is one of my worst Tales from the Dark Side yeah. stories. Yeah, that, 
again, I, I keep on, I have them all and I've been meaning to revisit it, but that was the problem. I remember there being a lot of sneakers. Duds. There's definitely some treasures in there, but you got to get, and it's very low budget. And, and mm. the other problem is the DVD too is like VHS quality. Like yeah. It's barely, it's not great quality. Like I, I think they threw on what they could find, but, uh, who wants to jump in? I, uh, watched, um, from Frasier season nine, episode six, a room full of heroes. This is kind of awesome. Everyone dressed up as their hero. I guess like Fraser dressed up as some um, I forget the name. Like, oh, who's that guy who's always smoking a cigar and uh, says you want to have sex with your mom? <laughs> you know that guy, right? Sigmund Freud. <laughs> Sigmund Freud. There it is. He dressed up as him. Uh, How did I figure that out? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Well, yeah. Who else would it be? Yeah, like. <laughs> and uh, I guess Niles dressed up as the dad, and like they, uh, he gets a bit drunk and kind of makes an ass out of himself, and it was a fun episode. I'm going to give it a six point five. I actually started off uh, on a, the first by just being like, holy crap, it's the first. So I went and I watched one of my favorite movies, uh, House of a Thousand Corpse. Just oh, kind of go nice. through it and just kind of, let's get some of these classics out, get me in the mood for Halloween. Nice. So yeah, that's it's just a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, just, did you feel I bad watching that? Because with Sid Haig just recently passing? Yeah, that's like, kind of the other reason. Or did you see, kind of feel better? Yeah. <laughs> now, have you seen Three from Hell yet? I guess I have not, not yet. Yeah, it's no. only been doing like limited run. But yeah. it's, I think it's hitting DVD and Blu-ray like end of the month. Very already, shortly, so. eh? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, Rob Zombie, I was when we talked about Three from Hell, mm. I didn't love it, but I, I was saying like, his films like seem to grow on me. Other than the Halloween films, yeah. all his films, I, I like, like Lords of Salem, I didn't like that much when I first saw it. Now I like, I think it's you amazing. You love it, eh? And, and House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm excited to revisit 31. Like, yeah, that's another one. I enjoyed that more than most. Yeah. Like, again, it definitely had its problems. It felt like you could tell it was a Kickstarter project. Mm. Like It felt on the cheap side. But uh, On the first, I actually started on a really high note because this, this week was mostly kind of mediocre watches. Unfortunately, I'm not... Oh, last no. year I had such a great run. But um, I started off with Night of the Demon, a.k.a. Curse of the Demon from 1957. Nice. And you guys heard of this one? This was uh, directed by Jacques Turneau, who's oh, yeah. famous for, he did a lot of the Velvetoon flicks, like Cat People, Cat People I Walked yeah. with a Zombie, mm. Leopard Man. But uh, very, very cool flick. Um, actually, Dragged Me to Hell was it's a pretty much huge ripoff of this film. Get out of here. But uh, anyways, th- this guy's going to like, uh, I guess it's a psychic convention or whatever. He's the guy that kind of disproves a lot of these, uh, you know, demon cases, whatever. But when he gets there, the guy that he was supposed to meet uh, you find out was murdered and that's the film opens up with him getting murdered and you see like he grunts to this uh, guy saying oh please just like take the curse off me or whatever I apologize and the guy's like ah if you threw away the paper I, I can't do much and he gets home and he sees demon and it's very cool effects for 1957 you see like this kind of smoke appear out of the middle of the, in the sky and all of a sudden this demon comes out of the smoke and it's this huge almost like beast like demon all you know that drawing that I love that. you kind of see in that style now that's a big thing for this film is Jacques Turneau wasn't going to show the demon and and he like was angry and left the film or something, and they forced putting the demon. Some a U.S. producer forced putting the demon. In. So there's a lot of like a lot of people feel it would have worked better without seeing the demon because yeah. it is more of that psychological. Is it is this real or not? I, I'm in the, I'm in the fence both ways. I think the demon is very cool looking, but I also see how it could have worked well without it as well. Like it might have maybe been a better film in one sense, but the demon is still cool looking. Yeah. But anyways, this guy puts uh, a curse on the, this uh, disbeliever. And at, at first, he, you know, he's obviously ignoring it, but uh, the signs are showing that maybe it's not all bullshit. And uh, yeah, it's very cool. He pretty much has a day before the demon's going to come get him. So he has to figure out how to, to solve this mystery and this curse and all this stuff. And it's also tough because he doesn't believe. There's a great scene with uh, where they go to a seance and... Um, 
that the psychic there goes into this trance and he starts like talking like all these different voices like he goes from like Scottish to Jamaican and stuff because he's inhabited by all the different ghosts. Did Jamaican sound like your Martin? It's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very cool because he's trying to find that ghost to possess him. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but I think this is one all of you guys should watch. It, it was incredible. I think I might have this at the library right now. Nice. Yeah, it just got. I think it's been. It's never had an official release in North America, but I could be wrong about that. I know you. I had to get this UK. Just put out this like huge. I think it's a two disc set. It has four different cuts of the film on there, like hours of extras, a big hardcover book, and everything. Like it's a huge elaborate set. So that's where I got it from. But it, it's definitely going to be one of the staples. In my Which one did you watch? Film. Uh, you want? I watched just the, the original longest uh, yeah. cut, but uh, yeah, very very cool. There's another scene too where he's getting chased in the forest from the smoke, and again, like how do they do it? I'm like how? Yeah, because I remember John Carpenter talking about the fog, how hard it was to control the fog, and this is like smoke chasing this guy. It's hard to explain, but it's incredible. When you see the footprints, but the demon's not there. You see the footprints oh, that's cool. on the, I like that. In the dirt mm-hmm. appearing with like smoke appearing with each footstep. Oh, kind of like, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I just love the whole idea of this, you know, and at the end, he has to get rid of this paper or transfer. If you, that's the thing, too. It's like, drag me to hell, you have to yeah. transfer, where she had to transfer the coin. This one, you have to transfer this paper that has this curse, this curse in, like, another language curse of to writing. someone. And if, if you do before the time's up, then they get the demon after them. But, yeah, I, I thought it was incredible. Uh looked great. I was going to go seven and a half, but I think I'm going to go eight on this one as I've let it Talked digest it. more yeah. and I listen to podcasts on it. Like, I think it's going to be one I'm going to watch every year. For awesome. Sure. Amazing. Um on the first, I also watched uh, the community episode that I spoke about in my uh, nice. top five that you need to see, Epidemiology. Man. It's great, right? It's great. I hadn't seen it in a, in a bunch of years. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched com- maybe any community in a few years. When that show was firing on all cylinders- It destroys, d- right? It's incredible. One of the best sitcoms of like the past 10 years. Like it, It's unfortunate that things fall apart yeah. after those first three seasons, yeah. and that's all I could think. Is that when Chevy Chase left? Um, no, really. I think Dan Harmon left. Harmon, like, the creator, leaves, and then the tone kind of gets. And he also, it sounds like he he was hard to deal with yeah. in general. But I was watching this episode, and I'm going, "This is a sitcom." Yeah. And so the the idea of the episode is that uh, the the dean of the school brings in food. Some of it's tainted by you know by an army surplus yeah. and people start turning into zombies and it's a, a zombie movie in a sitcom that's done so well within 22 minutes they tell a great story and it is never devoid of laughs either you know no it's still funny that's the thing and um yeah it's it's incredible it's got to be for me after rewatching it one of the all-time best halloween halloween episodes of any show yeah it's it's nine pumpkins oh yeah oh. You can't, you can't argue with that. It's fucking great, isn't it? Like it's even the costumes are fantastic. The, all the details are amazing. That's yeah. why I couldn't believe they mm-hmm. shot this on a sitcom because you look in the background at yeah. some of the players or some of the things that are hanging off the mm-hmm. wall. This would have taken the production department so much yeah. time. I just wanted to jump in because I, I might have just said it was eight out of ten, but it's my rating was actually eight pumpkins out of ten. I apologize. Yeah, get, get it together, buddy. I apologize, everyone. <laughs> So uh, I watched uh, Parks and Rec, uh, Greg Patinkas from I season like two, one. episode seven. Yeah. It is such a fun episode, man. Like there's this like kid who's like pulling pranks on the park department and like Leslie Nope and um, Louis CK is trying to capture this guy in, in the act and everyone's dressed in like a costume. They're missing a party that's happening in Anne's house. Fantastic episode, man. Had a blast with it. I'm going to give it a seven and a half pumpkins. 
All right. The other movie I watched on the first was The Blair Witch. The nice. Original. Yeah, that is a great one to start off with. It's just, yeah, it just kind of puts you in the mood. Does it's, that mean we want to go camping? It does. Yeah. Unbelievably. <laughs> it puts uh, you in the mood for love or for uh, Halloween? Yeah. All three things. Yeah. Camping, love, lights out. It's the, this, it's, is, this is something uh, you've spoke about a lot, and I haven't seen this in... Years. Oh, you yeah. Too. The key is to when you watch it too. What you got to watch the curse. You got to watch the documentary, documentary too, which I remember watching. It's almost better than on like film. sci-fi on TV. Uh, I th- I think so, or it might have been online. Oh wow! It was a way to watch parts of it online in like segments. Oh cool. Um, and I remember walking from my friend Paul Kohler's house to mine. Name drop. Name drop. Yeah, I guess. Uh, anyways, he lived maybe twenty minutes away. I pretty sure I ran home out, right? in five minutes. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah, I saw that live when it was on. TV Did you think well. it was real as well? Like, I, I had no idea. Yeah, that's just it, right? I thought it was real. But like, yeah, maybe. Like, so because the, the Blu-ray, it, the yeah. Blu-ray comes with it. Yeah. yeah, it has it. Yeah. It's also on YouTube if you don't have the actual special feature on your. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What are you giving it? How many pumpkins? Oh, nine. It's a nine. Yeah. Hands That's down. a pretty nine good uh, yeah. opening day there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quickly race through these two because they are both kid stuff. Uh, as I mentioned before, I do Sexy. have kids. So yeah. <laughs> on weekends is usually where I watch the kids stuff. And October 1st, I wanted to throw some in. I'm going to talk really quickly about these. 13 Ghosts Scooby-Doo Season 1, that's Monster Entertainment from 1985. This is the Scooby-Doo episode where Vincent, Vincent Price. Price actually voices Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, very cool. And so, don't they have like a little like Mexican sidekick Well, in yeah, this here's one the too? thing. He's, he's cool, yeah. but the rest of the episode, this is like the 80s Scooby-Doo where it wasn't good. This is where it's got uh, Scrappy-Doo is in yeah. there. And yeah, they have a little, I'm not I'm not sure what nationality he is, but they call him Flim Flam, and he's annoying. And uh, it's just Daphne. Fred and uh, Velma are not there, so oh. it's Daphne. Vincent Van Gogh helps once in a while Scrappy Doo, Flim Flam, and Shaggy and Scooby. Um, it's just this is like the silly '80s Scooby Doo. And the, the other thing too is like I always like the old show because it's kind of like even though it's sometimes obvious, there's a bit of a murder mystery there trying yeah. to figure out who's behind it. This one it's not. It is like it's about the thirteen ghosts escape from the chest, which is a cool idea, and they have to catch them. But it also means like it's real ghosts and it's all kind of silly and goofy and I don't know. In this episode, they became trapped in a black and white adaptation of Frankenstein, which was kind of cool, and they had mm-hmm. to catch the ghosts in there. It all sounds like a great premise, but it it's, it doesn't um, work that well. Anyways, uh, five pumpkins out of ten for that one. And then I did watch another Scooby Doo movie. This one called Scooby Doo and Batman: The Brave and the Bold from two thousand awesome. twenty eighteen. Now, I don't know if you guys have watched the Brave and the Bold cartoon of Batman. That is a guy from uh, Drew Carey who does the voice of him. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But well, I, I just know it's a very like... Beatrice Bader? I'm not too Beatrice sure. Beatrice Bader? Yeah. It's a very fun take on Batman. It's yeah. almost like blending the 60s style Adam West Batman mm-hmm. with kind of that Paul Bart style. Yeah. It's definitely done in the vein of like a goofy kind of fun Batman. Like a lot of the villains are the cheesy ones that you wouldn't normally... Yeah. You're not getting the like first King rate... King and shit like that? Yeah, you're not getting the first rate... <laughs> Egghead uh, is coming in, in there. <clears throat> but... It's surprisingly like very kind of fun and, and witty. The the show. It's. I remember when I first watched it. I, I'm a huge fan of the '90s animated one, and it kind of threw me off. But once I kind of saw where they're going with it, like I think it's it's a blast. It's very fun. Okay. But anyways, this is that take of Batman mixed with Scooby Doo. Uh, Batman hires the Scooby Doo gang to help him solve. I guess he's only had one unsolved case throughout his career, and they're going to help him solve it about a failed scientist who sucked into a portal. And it's like the only time, too, that Batman lets someone die. 
and now they're haunted by this uh, ghostly apparition called the the Crimson Cloak. Um, so yeah, it, it's what you yeah. expect. I'm not going to talk about too much. The only there is a cool scene though where the 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 Crimson Cloak they're in Arkham Asylum trying to oh awesome figure out if one of the villains is secretly behind it in, in prison. You see them mm-hmm. all there, and the Crimson Cloak actually lets them all out, so they have to uh, take on all the villains. That's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of ten. Yeah. It was fun. Is it a TV you know? show or a movie? Uh, this is a movie. Oh, cool. So yeah, you you can do a lot worse if you. If you have to watch yeah. it with kids uh, again it's it's goofy fun and it, yeah if, if you watch any of the newer scooby-doo films like there's something you can watch as an adult because they kind of know that a lot of that yeah. stuff is goofy back then and they play on a lot of those tropes i remember one of them they have like the smoke coming out and it looks like they're smoking oh, weed in the car they nice. know that's a joke but it turns out they, they're eating like a hot burger or something like <laughs> there's a lot of that kind of stuff in there and they, they're constantly you're sitting there like the slapping audience. your knees and holding your gut oh Scooby Doo you did it again I don't know you if little rascal. I don't know if I'd go that far but again like if you're gonna watch uh, a kid's movie you can do worse cool I, I watched 2018's The Little Stranger directed by uh, Lenny uh, Abrahamson the oh. guy that directed The Room oh so like the, the room, like the uh, the terrible one, or the room uh, room, with, uh, with room with Brie Larson. Brie Larson yeah. yeah. Um, so I had no knowledge really uh, mm. of this. This is follow up, I think, for uh, for Room. It's got a uh, Domnell Gleason. Oh yeah, the ginger. Yeah. The, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, ginger. Yeah. yeah, he's you know your doppelganger, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. That guy's in everything. He is like I guess like 2017. He had a year to like X Men Chia. He did Star Wars. Uh, he was in a bunch of other weird X-Men, shit. That, yeah. He was yeah, in the Revenant. He was in, he yeah. Was in uh, yeah, like he's had a mother. run. Yeah, I find he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I'm not blown away by this guy. I think Hollywood anything. just needs to represent gingers. You know, we have had it. it yeah. it's Brendan Gleeson's son, right? I don't know. I think so. Uh, anyways, um, who I, I love, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. Ruth Wilson's in it uh, from Luther and the, nice. the, the the pretty thing that lives in the house. Um, a great cast. It starts off, it's after the Second World War. There's this manor home, uh, Hundreds Hall, that has been owned by this one family for, for s- centuries, basically. And it's it's gone into ruin over time. And the family's still living there. And this doctor comes back to the town where he grew up. And he starts going there and hanging out. And there seems to be a presence in the home. It's got a great setup, really great actors, and then it just kind of falls apart. Fizzles. It, tonally, it never quite meshes right. And also, <laughs> the scares aren't really scary, but also the the gothic elements, they don't drive into the, the kind of romance yeah. enough. There is like a little twist that almost saves the movie for me. Uh, halfway through, it kind of changes, and I go, oh, this is this is interesting. But in the end, it didn't add up. I think it's worth seeing because it's done so well. And yeah. You, you don't get these movies made a lot of the time, but uh, maybe 5.5 5 pumpkins. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like we've been getting a lot of supernatural films. as mm-hmm. Started with The Conjuring and that. It, it's a, it's, yeah. like it's, last year we watched, what, three that were like, ah, they were okay. Yeah. yeah th- but this the is Limehouse not as... Gollum and the, the Lodgers and stuff I like, like that. I like the Limehouse Gollum more than Well, that, that was a others. Supernatural. I was yeah. thinking more of like, yeah. There was a Lodgers. The Mal- uh, Malevolent. Malevolent. Yeah. And I feel like there's... Oh, uh, the one I liked, uh, Winchester. Like It just yeah. seems like there's been a lot that have just kind of been mediocre. And I Yeah. I, I might like this one the least out of all of those. Hey. Okay, and, so. and that's... I hated Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this one has more elements that the the actings uh, other than the lead who s- sometimes i feel like isn't great but everybody else is awesome yeah 
kind of sleepwalks through it. Yeah, it's it's un- unfortunate. Ooh. But it, the supernatural thing is also there's a mystery. There's more depth to it, and there's a little mystery. Yeah. So it's mm. not quite like those other movies. It's like a Scooby Doo gang. They pull yeah. off a mask. You haven't sold me on this film. I think I'm gonna st- stick with my Scooby Doo. Yeah, movies. yeah. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so I watched a movie from uh, 2017 called The Heretics. I guess it's a Black Fawn uh, number. Yeah, it was interesting. The acting wasn't that great. The premise well, they're, they're wasn't very indie really that but. great, but I like the spirit of the movie. It takes place, this girl, I guess, gets uh, rescued from like a cult, and uh, she's living her life trying to cope with that. Then she gets kidnapped again by a cult, and then she has to deal with the ramifications of it, and her girlfriend is looking for her, and it just didn't ramp up at all. It just felt kind of bland. I didn't feel there was any stakes on the line. That's like, unfortunate. They yeah. got a very cool look to them. Like, all the people. They, Don't they like, it, have these cool animal looked, masks? It looked something? cool. There was some, like, but again, the budget, I think, hindered this movie and. Now, yeah. do you take that out on a film if it, you know, had a I, I don't. That's why. I, okay. It's such an indie guy, so I can't really, like, ooh. Because sometimes, you know, you got to just go into those films knowing that, that the yeah. acting's not going to be up to par and then, you know, the effects and everything's not going to be great. Mm. But to but, me, it's more about like the story and all that kind of stuff. If there's some really interesting elements in there. But. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, it's, it's, a, it's, you got to, if you got to, uh, like, the Blair Witch has no budget, but makes it all work. Yeah. You got to, you just yeah. got to be creative. Mm-hmm. Again, it, I wasn't bored, but I wasn't like blown away either. I'm going to give it 6.5, but I noticed there was a bartender from about town. There was an extra in this. you remember uh, Megan Pringle? She was a bartender at Casbah for a while. No. I think she worked at the judge for a week oh, or so, something oh, like that. Oh, uh, or, or Baltimore House? Yeah, she might have been a Baltimore House cat. And like, hey, I know that girl. So it was kind of cool to see someone I knew in the, an extra. I guess it's a local movie, right? Cool. Maddie, can you please add pumpkins to your rating from oh, now shit, on? Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm on no sleep. Boo. Bring. <laughs> All right, I finished it off with another episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, shit. Life bomb. It bombed. It oh, sucked. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's this guy that gets like a, a cocoon that saves you if you're having like, you, you know, you're going to die or you, yeah. an illness or whatever. Man, it, it was also not Like a cryogenic good. freezing kind of deal? or Yeah. The guy that sells him this, this life bomb, <laughs> this thing that explodes off your back and saves your life, the sales pitch is amazing, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. But everything else about the episode was, Falls apart, was eh? lame. So that's going to be 4.5 pumpkins. Ooh, you're not doing good with this season, are you? No, this was not a good – well, the community episode, yeah. best of the best. Now, are you going to stick yeah. with season two if you're like 10 episodes in and they've all been under five? Well, I don't know if my wife is she's, – she's <laughs> losing patience with it. Now, supposedly the Halloween episode that I'm going to watch next – is he, uh, tonight one? it's supposed to be the best one. Is that one the of Tom the Savini one directed? That was season one, wasn't it? No, the Romero is, is season uh, one. Yeah, I think the Romero wrote it. I think season uh, one. I think you're right. I think Tom Savini directs the other Halloween episode. Cool. It's kind of like it's actually kind of um, it's different than Sam from Trick or Treat, but it, it's kind of got a similar vibe. I, I don't know. It's been a while since I watched it. Maybe I'll watch it this year. Maybe I'll watch it uh, this, and we'll talk about it next. Uh, yeah. Or have you? I'm gonna watch it actually cool. tonight. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Then maybe we'll talk about it next week. Okay, October 2nd. I guess I'll start off. Yeah. I watched uh, Invasion of the Saucer Men from 1957. <laughs> oh, you Ooh. are going classic, aren't you, A lot buddy? of black and white, yeah, this week. Have you guys heard of um, Susan Hart? No. no. So, unfortunately, she's a bit. <laughs> no, so these films, um, this film and several others have never even had a, a proper release since the VHS days because Susan Hart, I guess she was the widow of one of the guys that co-owned AIP Pictures. And um, 
Unfortunately, she's pretty much holding all these films hostage. She has this unrealistic expectation of she what she earned. She thinks that if you they, these companies that you know she wants millions of dollars, yeah, because these DVD companies are going to make not realizing that the DVD and market and the Blu-ray market, it's, you know, you're going to sell a thousand. It's not 1970s copies. anymore. Yeah. Well, it's not even yeah, like ten yeah. years ago. Sure, the DVD yeah. market, you know, you would sell a million copies of a yeah. like I remember Suspiria the. Uh, their Anchor Bay release, yeah. the limited edition. So this is just the first release was fifty thousand copies. Yeah. Now you're lucky, like a limited release is five thousand copies. Yeah. So the, it's it's definitely went down drastically. So she unfortunately is holding all these films hostage, but she has the rights to this. Um, it conquered the world. I was a teenage werewolf. I was a teenage Frankenstein. Oh, all those are supposed to be, be classics. Awesome. So. Unfortunately, the only way uh, you can watch these on YouTube, so it's not great quality, but they do have, I, ha- I have, uh, I was a Teenage Werewolf and I was a Teenage Frankenstein to watch next, so I'm pretty excited nice. to uh, dig in those. But yeah, these are kind of low budget, you know, they would throw them on as a double feature so kids can make out yeah. and go to the theaters or the drive-in. Day. But they're fun. I mean, th- this one is about an alien crash lands on Earth in the middle of Lover's Lane and this young couple accidentally runs one over and uh, then they, they're going to do tell the cops about it. And the cops smell booze on them. And then also they go there to investigate and there's a kid that's been murdered. There's not an alien. So they think they ran them over. So they have to prove their innocence. The cops don't believe them. The best thing about this movie and the reason why you're watching it, if you look up the, this cover, you'll see that the poster art and what the aliens look like. The alien design is incredible is it? for these alien creatures. So cool. And the story is so ridiculous. So they have these retractable claws, and what they do is they inject you with alcohol. This is obviously oh, that's amazing. This is obviously to get kids to not to be careful yeah. about drinking because you die of an alcohol poisoning. Here, here oh, we yeah. see the North American boozer. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: so if you haven't drank and you get they they stab you, you have a chance of surviving. But if you already had alcohol in your system with Ooh, the alcohol, you dead. You die of alcohol poisoning, so it's definitely Shit. it's a cautionary tale on on kids drinking. But there, there's some yeah, there's some cool moments as an alien fights a cow uh, oh, or a bull, amazing. I guess, which was kind of cool. Um, and you see it just like stabbing it. <laughs> um, an alien has its hand torn off, and it's it, the hands like crawling around. Oh, awesome! And it kind of like sucks back together, which I thought was really fun. Um, it's a short runtime. I think it's like an hour and ten minutes, which was nice. It didn't overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. But overall, unfortunately, like, the dialogue was very kind of witty and uh, for its time. Like the one guy's talking about like they own half the, a car, and he's like, "Well, remember half that car is mine." He's like, "Don't worry, I'm just gonna be using the back half, my half, or something." <laughs> Talk, like he's just talking about going to pick up a woman and get laid. So I thought the dialogue was kind of funny and, and witty at the beginning, but then like when it follows this young couple, they're kind of boring, and it's them just trying to prove their innocence, mm-hmm. and it kind of lost a bit of that really fun dialogue. I thought so. I'm gonna give it six pumpkins out of ten. It's worth a watch for the alien design alone. Yeah, and I'm excited to check out. I was a teenage werewolf from Frankenstein. So yeah, if you, if you guys want to check them out, watch them on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I do want to see like teenage werewolf. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Like they both sound. Mm-hmm. I think they both. I've heard they're like cult classics. That's why people are angry. And I think she owns like a couple other ones too that are considered fifties driving classics. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, on a second, I only watched one movie. Whoa! Boo! Oh, no. Uh, you were talking about like you kind of have to look past terrible acting. Yeah. I watched American Poltergeist for the first time. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay, and they're like American Poltergeist two and three yeah. and. Oh, uh, so yeah. I I was like ah, American Poltergeist I'll watch it. The acting right off the top is just yeah. so it's it's terrible. Okay, like it, I gotta ask you a question. Okay, In shoot. a lot of these terrible movies, they start off with like a really bad premise, and it's like this terrible movie that you're watching. Like oh, this looks cheesy. Then it 
pulls back and it's like people watching the movie. And it's like, oh, you're not watching a cheesy movie, but like it's even worse than the movie you were actually watching. Like they're trying to pull a joke, but it's like, yeah. oh, that joke doesn't work because it's bad. <laughs> it only works in demons. Yeah. <laughs> that actually was amazing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the premise of this. Did it do American... this in this movie? Pardon? Did it do this in this no, movie? No. Oh. The, the premise of this movie is these four college kids who are like, it's, it's just the acting is so bad right off the top. Yeah. I almost turned it off and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit. I'm just I gonna might go see a booby. <laughs> yeah, no boobies in this. Um, so the whole concept is these four people move into a house. They're just renting because they go to college or university, like, you know, yeah. close by. And you find out that the house that they're in is the Lizzie Borden house. Okay. And one of the people that's there is actually a descendant of Lizzie Borden. And they're bringing them all back. And there's this weird cop that's really creepy. That you... So that being said, Lizzie Borden got pregnant? According to this right. movie. Yeah. Like, it. it's so... There's so much about it that stretches to be like, if we do a little bit, people will think we know what we're talking yeah. about. Like, they even at one point have, like, the Lizzie Borden took an act, oh, they, uh... like, in the background. Like, it's just, it's so cheesy, but, like, I flipped the lights off. Mm-hmm. There's, you can tell it's kind of indie, where, like, some of the effects aren't that great. Like, I don't fully even understand how the movie kind of wrapped up. It just kind of, <laughs> all of a sudden, all comes together, yeah. and then it's over. And I'm like, oh, there uh, oh okay <laughs> awesome like it's not even really worth the watch i gave it how, like, how many pumpkins three pumpkins at it Ooh, i got a rule if there's four films in this franchise and you haven't heard anyone talk anything positive about any of those four you probably know what you're getting into yeah probably best to avoid <laughs> yeah what do you got chatty i uh watched the uh animated movie called trick-or-treaters have you heard about this? No. no. It is uh, based on, I guess, like a German uh, storybook where this girl who's uh, orphaned gets taken by these three um, robbers in the night on her way to the orphanage. She's like, hey, I have um, a rich dad who's going to give me a ransom. So she kind of teaches them how to read and write, and she kind of makes these uh, three robbers fall in love. And it turns out this orphanage is run by this really old lady, and she's using the kids to pick beets to make candy. That she doesn't share with anybody because she is just obsessed with eating candy. So as it turns out, there is a ending where is this older? Kids, it's two thousand seven. Yeah. Why have I heard about this? Yeah, it's it's an old like German like a uh, storybook. Yeah. That turned into a movie. It didn't really seem like a Halloween movie at all, <laughs> but the animation was kind of cool and the songs were kind of catchy. So I'm going to give it like a six pumpkins. But the ending just seemed like insane. It kind of like flips itself on its ear. I'm like, what? What the hell is going on here? This is where the crazy. songs as catchy as Halloween. It was Halloween. Not, it was no Silver Shamrock. I'll, I'll give it that. <laughs> that was Witch's Night Out. Yeah. <laughs> on October second, it was a tougher day to see. I went to see Stereolab, who were fucking. Um, were they dope? Yeah, they're so good. So uh, I had a chalk yeah, sh- short day. Yeah, a shorter day. Uh, but I did get two community episodes in. The first one, Introduction to Statistics, which is the first nice. Halloween episode on Well, he's community. a Beastmaster. <laughs> yes, where Pierce is the Beastmaster, and he, he ended up uh, taking some drugs and having tripping out, and uh, Jeff Winger has to save him, which is it's kind of like the template for a lot of the show as it yeah. goes on. This is an early episode. It's fantastic. It's awesome. It's they not- have a Mexican Halloween, which is offensive if you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, it's the uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I would I would highly recommend it. I'm I'm gonna give it eight pumpkins out of ten. And then the next one, horror fiction in seven spooky steps. Oh, awesome! Which is the third season. Uh, it's basically all of them telling different horror stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a really solid episode. And they have seven different genres of the same story, which is amazing, right? Like it's supposed to be finding out who is the psychopath mm-hmm. of the group because they've all done this test. This psychology test and one of them has come out to as be a the, psychopath. as a psychopath so they're trying to f- figure out who it is by and, telling scary stories and every story it seems like this person is definitely the psychopath yeah. it, it's it's great i'm gonna give this one it's my least favorite of the three mm-hmm. so far uh 7.5 pumpkins yeah it's still solid man uh i finished off the night with um this is a film where i'm gonna get a lot of flack Young Frankenstein, 1974, a Mel Brooks classic. That is... Oh, did you like it or no? Uh, oh, my God. I think Mel Brooks is not for me, I guess. Oh, I no. Because I watched Blazing Saddles as well. I, I, I found them both fine. Mm-hmm. But I know they're both considered like top 10 comedy of all time. And and Spaceballs, I remember really liking. And then when I rewatched that, it didn't hold up as well. I, um, I made the comment, this is the most controversial comment of th- this group and probably of today. I might like Spaceballs more than Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But, I, um, I, I, I can't argue with that. Like, it's good. As a kid, I would rewatch Spaceballs. Oh, I did too. Yeah, way more than I rewatched Star it Wars. Recently, though, rewatched it recently. It, it's been it's been a while. But I saw some clips the other day of like mm-hmm. the marriage scene, and there's all these like Prince Valium like yeah. jokes I didn't get at the time. Yeah, um, I think Spaceballs. I'm gonna say some con- controversy. I think Spaceballs, at least going my memory, I laughed more at that than I did Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. It's more jokey at, yeah, than found, either of them. Well, that's But a, Young Frankenstein, I can't believe... Anyways, you're going to talk well, about so, this. Yeah, yeah. Here, I, I don't have too much to say. Here's the thing. It's not, it's not a bad film. Like, it, it You've feels, never seen it before. No, this is my first time watching it. I wanted to see a lot of the Universal Monster movies before I watched it because yeah. obviously it's parodying them. But... Like there's some jokes and I, I laugh. There's some I definitely chuckled at. I love mm-hmm. where he's saying goodbye to his girlfriend and she's like, "Oh, just he kisses her on the lips and she's like, "Oh, I'm actually going to party. I don't want that to mess." And then like he he touches her hair or something. And then she's like, "Uh, you know, be careful about the hair." Then he goes to hug her and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna wrinkle the dress." And then like yeah. he when he goes, then he like he can't say anything. So then he blows her a kiss when he's on the train and she like deeks it. <laughs> like, there was definitely some moments yeah. I really dug. Uh, Igor or Igor was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love the Frankenstein jokes. Like. There's definitely some jokes in there, but I found, and I found the same thing with Blazing Saddle. It's almost like it's trying to be an actual film with the story, which is great. But I find because of that, it's like I felt like I'm more watching a Universal monster movie that once in a while would be funny. Throw a joke in there. Didn't feel like like uh, I was expecting, you know, a laugh for every couple minutes. And it, I, I it does have like uh, um, uh, like a reverence for those monster movies. And that's the mm-hmm. other thing. Like it's so it is just as good as. Oh, those. it's very well directed. Yeah. I, I was surprised about that. There's some really cool like uh, shots and, and scenes in there for sure. I heard a rumor that they actually used the set pieces from Frankenstein. They to did actually make that yeah. movie. Uh, so again, I, I'm not saying I, I disliked yeah. it. I liked it, but I almost enjoyed it more as a Universal monster movie than yeah. like uh, a laugh a minute comedy, which is kind of what I expected. And and that that was my problem. Blazing Saddles again. I remember thinking the same thing. Like I don't know. I thought it would just be funnier, considering like a lot of people have it up there as mm-hmm. the best comedy. So I don't have too much to say. I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of two. Um, I be still my yeah. heart, Jesus. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's listen. If you were ragging on like Dracula Dead and loving it, I get it. Like yeah. that movie is kind of a rough go, right? Yeah, it's terrible. But like Young Frankenstein is. 
Uh, yeah. Again, I don't know. Maybe rewatch. I, I, yeah. Maybe I'm just used to comedy movies at a better pace. I think you might now. need to kind of rewatch it with a mindset of. Yeah, you're watching a Universal yeah. uh, monster movie, basically. But I'm just kind of like, but at that that time, I'm like, I would rather rewatch Frankenstein, Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein or any of those. Wolfman. See, for me, like, and I'm gonna Unless. I'm gonna watch some of the monster movies that I haven't seen since I was a kid. But like Young Frankenstein, I always felt was like just as good as them because he he really creates a great yeah. story to go with the rolling in the hay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't have like like. Because obviously it's a pair of Frankenstein, it doesn't have those great moments. The at- the atmosphere isn't isn't the same. But, but even get- like Frankenstein has a whole scene where like you know he throws a girl on the and then the crowd's counting. You don't get any of that. Like he goes from Frankenstein, and then you know you get a couple jokes with that. But then he's just then he's dancing on stage and stuff. Like it, there's no. I feel like you're saying you, it's as good as the Universal Monsters, but it doesn't really have any stakes, I guess. So it's almost like it's a it's a safe Universal monster movie that. It's a comedy, but it's not that funny. Oh, but I, I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah I got This is a hard disagree, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of people consider high up. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just thought about this. I was like, oh, why am me. I not going to rewatch this? Because I yeah. have the. I might actually watch this. Actually, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Like, yeah, it's easily been twenty years since I've watched I watched. Hey, it, listen, so. let's all go home. Yeah, this go week. home and watch. We'll yeah. Watch this, uh, and then we'll make fun of Kyle when we go back. Sounds good. Sounds great. Kyle, make fun of Kyle. Oh yeah. It's the only reason I do this podcast. I'm fine with that. Uh, are anyone else for the second? Uh, I watched uh, Frasier, the Halloween episode from season... I just said season episode. Maybe season five? Episode See, I three? think this is where we have the... You find Frasier funny, so... <laughs> I, I actually... I watched Frasier and Cheers because it was on the American... I don't know if you guys know I went to Las Vegas last week. And I watched <laughs> the American Netflix. So it had Frasier and all the Cheers. So I got to watch like the Halloween episodes. Like, I think I might buy Cheers and Frasier. These shows are amazing. Cheers, I get. I don't know. Frasier... I, I like Frasier, man. I, like, Frasier. I always liked Frasier, too. I, I think I'm going to... I haven't watched it in a long time. It was kind of fun. Like, I guess they go to a party and... Um, was this the one where they all dress as author or... Book characters? Uh, I guess, yeah. They're two of the guys. Are they just as um, I forget who they are? No, because I know one of the Halloween episodes yeah. it, that the party is you have to dress as your favorite. Oh yeah, that's right, literary character. Literary You're right. Character, and yeah. the one guy's like dressed as Waldo because like he's in like eighteen books. He's a literary <laughs> character. And I guess he goes in as a Canberry Tales, like a Fraser, and I guess the housekeeper and his brother. I guess is kind of like crushing on her, but he's married, so he can't do anything about it. I forget the names of these characters, but uh, he's Daphne? always Daphne. And they're, he's and making Miles? In, yeah, Niles. Niles. Niles and then he's making a bunch of like a jokes of how he's like, such a like a saucy little robe and whatnot, and they, he's getting all drunk and jealous and shit. And there's uh, someone's getting pregnant, and it kind of plays a game of like a Chinese telephone, like who's pregnant and who isn't. And they kind of. So what's fun. the Halloween so far? The two. Oh, uh, they're at a party where oh, they're okay. all dressed as literary oh, characters okay. and all dressed up as a thing. Oh, so this is the literary character. You got it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to give it a six point five. I had, I had a ton of fun with it. Like I think I might buy the Fraser and Cheers uh, box sets. Six point five doesn't sound like no. That, that doesn't buy sound everything. like I'm going to run and spend drop a hundred dollars on the complete. Are, have you set. been infected by Danny's scoring? <laughs> no, no. Like I just like these. It wasn't that much of like a Halloween episode, but I really like these characters. Like I think right. I want to see the arcs of what's going on because I don't know anything about these guys, so I'm just jumping into it. But I think it'll be fun. Okay, it's a lot of like fun jokes All too, right? Because right? there was one girl who's like. She makes things that she had an accident because she's pregnant, like, ah, an accident. And then, like, as they're going along, she's like, yeah, I've gotten rear-ended once, too. Is that what happened to you? She's like, kind of, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> I got one more episode. Uh, watch, I watched a Tales from the Dark Side when I got back from the concert, uh, Ring Around the Redhead, which stars John Hurd, who's the dad from Home Alone. Oh, okay. And I think he's in the, Chud. Uh, he's, uh, uh, I haven't seen Chud. 
and Penelope Ann Miller, who she was in a bunch of stuff. She's in Adventures for Babysitting. That's the one that I can remember. <laughs> but she's in like a million movies in the '90s. She was like you probably re- I could recognize her. If you I saw recognize her. her, and I think this is her first role. It shows just like better act like actors how it elevates the plot. It's another kind of weirdo. I don't know, another dimension or alien from another kind of planet hmm. sort of thing. It's actually really stupid uh, again, but the acting it makes like it interesting. Like, have all the episodes been about, about aliens so far? Uh, no, the, one the first the, one um... and the other one's the life pack that saves you. Um, yeah, this one wasn't great either. I'm going to give it 5.5 pumpkins. You're kind of running out of steam on this one, aren't you? Last year, there would be a bunch of these that would happen. Duds. But it seemed like there would be something better... To bring, you know, yeah. oh yeah, like every one out of every three is, and I've watched four, but I'm hoping this Halloween one. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not good, I think I, I'm going to get voted out off the island and we're going to be watching someone else. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got them DVDs I gave you if you want to get a shy if away from them. get some good stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get a bunch of Roseanne and some Martin in there. <laughs> uh, is that it for the second? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it or? for the second. Okay, let's move on to the third. All right. So on the third. I watched on Netflix, I don't know if it's an actual Netflix film, but I watched AMI, Amy. So the whole Mm. movie starts off with this woman who's lost her mother. Uh, You don't really know how she lost her mother. And she's hanging out with her friend, and her friend has like a new app where it's like you can talk to the app called Amy. Uh. And so her friend just keeps saying, oh, you should, you know, start talking to this, you know, so you're not alone all the time. And you find out she's taking medication as well for a head injury she got, which you find out she had when her and her mom were T-boned and her mom Uh. passed. And I thought so, you were going to say teabag there. <laughs> <laughs> what an intense teabag. <laughs> you know, the uh, setup of like losing your mother and you find it was just yeah, a terrible yeah, yeah. teabagging accident gone wrong. My mind's in the gutter because earlier I was thinking when he was talking about that terrible film, I was thinking the name for a terrible film would be a handjob film. Because <laughs> you don't... <laughs> you just, you know... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I need to explain it. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Hanging hand jobs, it's five dollars from the guy you know <laughs> hanging outside Delta Bingo uh, or uh, a terrible movie, one of the two. Uh, you bring out the worst to me, Dan. But sorry, go on about Amy. <laughs> on about Amy, and so that you find out she, uh, her and her mom were T-boned. Her mom died. Um, she ends up. All I can think about is teabagging. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and she's taking pills for this medication. So she takes this phone home and she's like, this is really stupid. I don't want to deal with this app. But then she starts playing with it. And then she like, you can adjust the voice of like, hi, I'm hi, I'm. Yeah. And she finds a voice that's identical to her mother's. Mm. And she's like, can you call me sweetheart? Can I call you mother? So like you keeps going it, the the film kind of goes into the phone so you can kind of see yeah. what the film's doing like searching out what is a mother's like job and then it goes through all yeah. this and it's like a mother's job is to protect her daughter so the phone kind of watches everything that she's doing and her boyfriend's kind of a dick so like the phone starts kind of manipulating her to like you should kill him oh. you know like kind of like giving her directions on how to yeah. do it at one point, the phone clones itself, and she gives that 
phone to someone else so like that phone can now watch what's going on in that room while still relying to her this seems kind of insane and stupid it's unbelievably (laughs) stupid but it's so fun it's like it's a really stupid movie but it actually like there was so many times where i was like no no no, i'm not gonna watch this and then something like weird would happen i'm like oh yeah that's kind of cool pumpkins out of 10 man (laughs) no 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 no. (laughs) you know what you've given me so much shit over the years for a hyping (laughs) Being super strange. Yeah. I'm totally like, okay, what's the standard I can go by? Is this a pumpkin film or a handjob film? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely five handjob <laughs> pumpkin shooting oh. pumpkins out of it. Oh. Uh, just spilling pumpkin seeds all over the place. <laughs> oh, this is getting gross. <laughs> it's just an interesting, fun film. Yeah. The ending is just like when you think it's the most ridiculous it can be. It gets crazier. The, it's, it's not crazy. It's just so stupid, the ending. It sounds but like there's some interesting ideas in there, but then the cloning and everything, I think, sounds a little The cloning's weird, only, like, for, like, it's just, they, they did it just the right amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that would have been really cheesy. Yeah. But, like, it's there, the person she hands the phone with, like, literally deletes it five minutes later. Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, they go on with yeah. that. Because I was like, this is just going to be cheesy now. Like, yeah. This is, but, no, like, they actually kind of... They bring you and be like, oh, this is really cheesy. This is really awesome. And then they bring it back a bit. Oh. So it kind of just, it's. All right. Why don't you knock out your other film at the same time, too? Because you did four that. Day. All right, yeah. man. Uh, the, the, the next one I watched is going to be summed up pretty easily. I watch Anacondas. Oh. <laughs> this is part two. There's four of these, right? Because there's, there's four of them. I know that because they just released a Blu ray box yeah. out of them. It's, and everyone's like, why? But. Uh, it's just, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to buy it. Anaconda with a JLo? Oh yeah, there's four of these fucking. And Ice Cube is in the second. The, the dude from The Office that replaced Michael Scott when Michael Scott does the Michael Scott Paper Company. Spade. Spader? Oh James no, Scott. not James Spader. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? I, I just Alba. Yes. Oh wow. Nice. Hey, I like him in everything. Is he good in this? He's 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 the only reason that kept me watching the yeah. whole movie. This is like bad, bad CGI, right? This is like when oh, they're doing so 90 bad. straight yeah. video sequels with yeah, like awful it's, effects. It's so bad. So I, I watched it and I'm like, like if you've watched any movie that is Anaconda, Anacondas, Anaconda 3, Anaconda yeah. goes to Hawaii, same fucking movie every time. What? How many pumpkins for? Uh, Three. Oh wow! Okay, that, that good. Oh wow! It's just it's not. Those great. three were just for Ajisel because he's so handsome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty he, much, pretty yeah. much. Okay, and on the third, have you guys heard of this show called Two Sentence Horror Stories? No, it no. is not good. <laughs> it was on the uh, the. I don't know if you guys went. No, I went to Las Vegas. So I was watching anything. <laughs> uh, they had this thing. I guess it's on CW, and there's this thing on Reddit called like Two Sentence Horror Stories. So like they have this just a uh, scary things oh, to say I in have two sentences. Yeah. and this they do. They take this. Just they try to stretch them out to like half an hour. Half or... hour episodes, and they are just so long and boring. Why would they think that's a good idea? I watched like, one why called The they... Gentleman, and like the minute you, in five minutes, like, I know how this is going to end. This, uh, and like, you know how it's going to end within five minutes. And like, well, I'm going to watch it because I'm already five minutes in. So maybe they're going to change it up on me. They did not. Like, you called it from the get-go. The acting's a little bit bad. Like, the atmosphere's not there. The second one I watched called Squirm. It's about this girl who gets, like, drunk at an office party. And, like, she gets this note saying, like, I left something in it, around. It could be inside you. And, like, no atmosphere. It fizzles out. It takes 30 seconds to tell a two-sentence horror story. Yeah, so, why would they think a two-sentence horror I, story, the whole I point of that is, like, a short. No. And then try to, like, elongate it. the same idea? 
Yeah, but that was like a five or ten minutes short. Yeah, it expanded on right. it a little bit too, But this right? is like the whole beauty of the yeah. two sentences that you're getting yeah. the story told in two sentences when you try to then stretch yeah. it out to, uh, you know, a 30-page yeah, script or whatever. It, 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 how can they stretch it out? Like, yeah. they can add some shit, but it just didn't go well. I'm going to give them both, like, I'm going to say, like, three pumpkins. Wow. Ooh. They are not good. The atmosphere is not there. There's the last bug. man on earth is in a room, and there's a knock at the door. Yeah, it's shit like that. Two second horror stories. <laughs> Uh, on the third, I started it off. This was a good night for me. Uh, I watched Doctor Terror's House of Horrors, awesome. which uh, is stars Peter Cushing, uh, Christopher Lee, Donald Sutherland. One of the uh, first Michael Amicus uh, yeah. It, it uh, I really, really enjoyed this. the The wraparound where they there's these five guys and they're on the train on the train. And spoiler alert: it's very similar to the Buster Scruggs. Final uh, yeah. episode. Well, Amicus, I don't know if I'm spoiling too much, but pretty much every wraparound is the exact same. Yeah. And they're they're wonderful, but if you've seen one, you kind of know how every wraparound's going to yeah. end. But. They're always on a train? Well, you'll see what I'm talking yeah. about when you watch their. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I really like. And, and they're like, not on a train, but they're on the same track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave right now, guys. See you guys later. Thank you. It's, uh, so you, you get this Peter Cushing is reading tarot cards and, and, and telling their, their futures and all of the stories I thought were engaging so right? and, and a lot of fun uh, so there's a werewolf story there's a creeping vine story a voodoo story uh, and then my favorite, I think they left to the end, Disembodied Hand, yeah. which stars Christopher Lee and Vampire uh, with Donald Sutherland. I, I loved. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if that made our the Vampire one. No. Uh, you were inspired by our anthology list, I guess. Yeah, I, was... I really enjoyed the Voodoo one where the guy's like he's almost like a jokester. Yeah, I that would be your yeah. favorite. That one's so much fun. It's weird, like. It... That's why I love that anthology because you get a bit of like that one's Everything. so campy. You get the Vine one, which is goofy but really yeah. fun and. Then you get some kind of more serious. Yeah, ones. I, I, the only thing was like all of them are just a little bit surface like yeah. value. Like I named these and that's the story. Yeah. Um, so while I thought they were always well acted and a lot of fun, it was occasionally like, you know, where's a little bit more twist or depth? Like mm-hmm. I think Vampire at the end was like, oh, finally, like there's a twist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is more of just a really fun anthology. Like, you don't get too many anthologies in this style, like mm-hmm. that are kind of this goofy. And um, probably the the Christopher Lee one would be my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, but did, did you guys have any of them? I had that yeah. one on my. I had list. that one. No, you had. I, I had, had the. Voodoo. I had almost. I had that one, and I had the Vine one, and I had the Voodoo one on my list. Oh wow! So because I, I think again, when you watch hundred anthologies, I think the Voodoo and the Vine stand out. Yeah, from everything else, because most anthologies are more of kind of the, what you what you want the serious with the shock ending. So, well, um, it's not even that I necessarily want that. Yeah. It was just like after a while of watching this, okay. it felt a little samey. Yeah, um, and like the werewolf has a similar sort of twist that I didn't think worked as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's maybe the weakest. Even though I love werewolves, but it's I, I don't think there's a bad segment. In no, I don't think there's yeah. a bad, bad segment. So I'm gonna give it, I think, seven pumpkins out of ten. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I watched. Uh, I believe it's a Shutter exclusive. Maybe it's not, but there's a lot of talk about this one online right now with the youngins. 
Uh, party hard, die young. It says it's from 2018, but I, I feel like I think we it's didn't newer. Get to see yeah. It now I think it's a, well, it's a foreign film, so maybe mm-hmm. it, you know that's Shutter often has a 2018 listed, but it's actually a 2019. So yeah, I, I always get my dates from IMDb because they seem to be the most accurate. Because even I've even had some discrepancies with Netflix or IMDb or sorry Letterboxd even as well. IMDb seems to be like the most official, but IMDb also counts like. If it got a small release at a festival, that counts. Yeah. But to me, I mean, I, I usually go by that in this because, you know, there's that, what's that film that was like that Conan O'Brien? spinoff? <laughs> Whatever. Either way, that film came out and then it didn't, we didn't, North America didn't get it to like five years later. So it's like, I'm not going to count it as a 2018 film yeah. if everyone else around the world saw it in 2013. So anyways, this is your standard. I know what you did last summer, Scream kind of, it's going for that 90s slasher vibe, a bunch of good looking annoying kids um techno music I, I just feel like get off my lawn watching this whole movie i'm like i don't like this music these kids are really annoying me they're better looking me than me that which also makes me upset um it's well shot it, there's some interesting commentary on the whole rape culture it's like you know mm. i guess topical for what's going on right now but yeah like all the teens are just despicable and it's kind of there's some mean-spirited moments in there and Do I, they get theirs though it, it just it just seems like like I love 80s slasher films because the characters are all interesting. They yeah. all have unique personalities, and they kind of feel like real people. Back then, they didn't get all the prettiest actors. They looked yeah. like, you know, you might see a slob like you or me in, yeah. in the films. Whereas, yeah, this is, like, all pretty and, and, and annoying. Um, the kills are mostly forgettable. There's one that's pretty, I guess it's pretty gruesome. It's like, oh, that was kind of cool. But, yeah, for the most part, I, I did not. Like, I'm seeing a lot of praise for this film. I'm going to give it a five and a half oh, wow. out of ten. I did not, not enjoy worth, it, not but again, I'm one of those people. I, yeah, if you want me to stick an hour and a half, hour and forty minutes, like you got to give me someone to root for. I guess the yeah. lead is okay. She's, she's okay, I guess, but everyone else is like, I don't want to fucking just kill all these people off in five yeah. minutes, and I'd be happy, like, and then get off my lawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, not not for me. Maybe it's a, it's a something that will connect with teens. You guys should watch it. I guess I don't know if it would count as a 2019 film. We'll have to look into that when we do our best of the year. Yeah, because it may be worth watching at that time. Because who knows? Maybe you guys will be blown away by it. But um, yeah, mm. I know I see that a lot. A lot of these Shutter exclusives that people blow their loads on, and it's like maybe because Shutter's for people. I wonder that are that's... like newbies to horror, and yeah. it's like that is what they're going to watch. They define what they watch based on what Shutter shows. Yeah. So they're blown away by this. I feel like I've seen this film. Several Have you watched Creepshow yet? Better. No, I, I, I am going to watch that. Yeah. yeah. The first two episodes are up right yeah. now. So. All right. So also on October 3rd, I watched a movie called The Silence. Have you the guys seen Silence. that? No. What this are you finding ne- all this? This is on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yep. All on Netflix. So it starts off, you have a teen girl and she's deaf and you see her like with the family. It's kind mm-hmm. of Caesar from the Hunger Games. Uh, I don't know the dude's name. Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah. Tucci. And so he's the I, dad. I think I might have put this on my list because I <laughs> and, love my Tucci. And the dude uh, from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, like the Joey Fatone, guy, Ian Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, in there. Wow, I just gave two references to movies that were terrible. <laughs> but anyways. I uh, like Hunger Games, man. So anyways, so the deaf girls there starts off like your typical. I, I don't like yeah. reading about movies before I watch them. I'm just like, I want to go in blind. So yeah, I'm kind of shocked like by what happens. Uh, and there's like. But then an, you end up watching American Poltergeist. That's one, two, the problem. Three, four, there's yeah. the yeah. research. <laughs> and. The movie goes on. All of a sudden, there's like an amber alert that's going out about the world, how something, the miners had broken into a cave and released this bird, animal, monster type thing. Awesome. That's now going around and killing anything that makes noise. 
So you can't make noise. So they decide we're going to go out in the country and try to find how to get out there. There's some really cool scenes where, like, at one point, like, a truck flips over and they're kind of trapped in their car with a dog that's barking. And it keeps going inside the deaf girl's, like, brain so you can barely hear anything. They have, like, that ringing in your ears. So you're looking around. You see the dog doing this, but you can't hear it. So it's not a bad movie. That concept is is great up until the point that the second half of the movie is post what happened after because the people that are there. It. So then it turns into a cult film. Okay. So it's like all different cults of people. There's this weird point where they're in a house, like kind of like trying to secure themselves. They're safe. And the cult kind of walks up to them and they're just writing out because you still can't make noise because there's all these crazy bird Birds. things around. And he's kind of lifts up his thing. He's like, is your daughter fertile? Like, it just kind of goes this weird angle. Yeah, a bit off. Yeah. How are the birds? Were they like, cause big like a, like a condor? Or what are we talking? No, like like the size of seagulls. Uh, so it's it's kind of... It's kind of more, more bird-demic. Than, I was about to yeah. say, there's Cheer a bird-demic. <laughs> that, that seems to be a thing right now. Sorry, not the birds, yeah. but like... We had a quiet place. We had yeah. bird box, and now yeah. this, where it's like either you can't see, Hush. Or you can't know. Yeah. The the one cool thing that I really liked about the movie was they're being chased, and the dad runs over and he flips on a wood chipper. So you just see all these birds kind of flying into oh, the wood chipper because cool. it's making noise, and you just see this big, like you know, the blood yeah. shooting out the side of the wood chipper. I was like, that's such a cool idea, you know. But in the movie in total, uh, I gave it a five pumpkins out of ten. Another HD like, film. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's not a bad movie, but it's I'm being very cautious with what I. I rate. think you and me have kind of had that week. Other than you started Hollywood, why don't you finish off your last for the third? All right, and I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this. Well, maybe not. I watched Malevolent. I tried watching it once about a month ago. That's the supernatural one, right? We yeah. watched this last year. And I I remember turning it off. Like I, I, the beginning, like when you actually see like the title of the movie, how they get to that point, I really liked it. Yeah. Kind of was like Quentin Tarantino-ish. And I'm like, oh, maybe this movie has potential. I was bored as hell the whole movie. Uh, the no, lead, we, the we, lead we, is uh, yeah, I love uh, Florence uh, Pugh? Pugh. Yeah, who's she, in Midsummer, and she, yeah, she's yeah. incredible she in that. Uh, She's done a couple films. That she's I just, I, I just, I, I couldn't find myself and getting so, into it. Like I just kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I found it just kind of, it, it, there was nothing that kind of piqued me. Like it just kind of was like I'm just watching a story. No, I think that's how we felt. We both felt it was okay. Yeah, okay. Like the brother is terrible in it. Yeah, like that that and character you hate him so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but not warranted. Like he's just like. There's no purpose to him being why she would care about him or why she shouldn't care about yeah. him. The, the, but the house had so I thought was kind of creepy sometimes mm-hmm. when they're setting it up, and I like the the charlatan aspect of it. And again, the lead is you can tell yeah, you know this person is kind of gonna be a star, yeah, just from watching this movie. And we've been right; all yeah. of us said the same thing. Yep. And she's had such a big year. She was in that. Fight with my family, which I didn't see. Yeah, I've heard that's good yeah. though. Like I heard that's a wrestling one. Yeah, I heard yeah. it's like a based on a true story of a female wrestler. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people actually say it's really good, but no one like it didn't do well in theaters. Mid- no mid- Midsummer is it's fucking amazing. It is amazing. I think because she's such a she's so good at what she does, she made the brother look that much. Oh, that's worse, what too. she was also I mean, in possibly, the um, yeah. Braveheart kind of. Spin oh, I haven't seen Outlaw that. King. Again, she's the. Oh, I'm, I don't know. She's the best guy. part. Like yeah. it was. It was an okay film, but it just made me want to watch Braveheart. But she was good in it. So what are you giving it? I gave it four pumpkins. Ooh. I'd rather watch The Silence, the one that I watched first, over that. We all had 
yeah, much higher. I thought, I thought yeah. at least like six, six, and a half. Uh, six, six and a half. Um, I think was probably. I finished off the night with uh, it, it, actually a pretty good one from 1989. Society. Have you guys seen this one? No. This movie starts off a certain way and just gets crazier yeah. and crazier and crazier. Like. Okay, go ahead. So it's directed by Brian Usna, who is most famous. I think he... I don't know if he had anything to do with the original reanimator, but he did the sequel. Yeah, he's a Stuart Gordon guy, right? Yeah, I believe he did... Yeah, he usually would work with Stuart Gordon, then he started directing his own films. I think he directed... Did he do um, Bride? The Living Dead 3, I believe? Uh, He did Bride of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator. He did Necronomicon, which we really enjoyed. Yeah, he did do uh, Return of the Living Dead 3 as well. So this film, there's this teen boy. He believes there's something not quite right about his family. And he, st- he feels like there's almost like a weird incest going on. Like, they don't mm. care about him, really. They just love him. But it. they act, like, very close with his sister, like, unusual. Yeah. So. so he feels like there's something going on. And then her ex-boyfriend comes to him and says, you got to hear this. And he plays some tapes. And he hears the sister at some meeting with the parents and, like, some other people in the town. And there's weird sexual things going on. And you hear weird, like, kind of gooey noise. Yeah. Like, it's just something It sounds like an like, old person orgy. Yeah. And then the, he goes to, and he goes to get, like, the, the suntan lotion. He sees his, his sisters in the shower. And he sees her. She's showering, but her ass is pressed up against the glass. But her tits are also forward, too. Yeah. Like, there's weird shit going yeah. on. Weird body stuff going on. Anyways, he starts investigating this, and the, the guy that gave him the tapes mysteriously dies. He's supposed to meet him because he has... Oh, yeah, that's the thing, too. He has, he's going to a psychiatrist about this, and he plays the tape for the psychiatrist, and he's like, what are you talking about? And he plays it back from him, and he's like, it just... You hear her at, like, some communal or something. That's a normal tape. kind of event. So you don't know, is this guy Losing insane, his mind. or is this weird shit going on? So he goes to uh, meet the guy to get another copy of the tape, okay. and that guy dies in a mysterious accident. I don't want to say too much else, but I will say, like Maddie said, the ending is like, if you're in a body horror, it is the most fucked I up. I have never seen an ending that's way more fucked most up fucked than up, this. Yeah, ending you've ever yeah. seen. Just weird. It's, it, this uh, yeah, movie, I don't, the ending is worth watching this movie for. Yeah. Like, it gets gross and just. I, I've had this on in my watch yeah. list, uh, but it's one I haven't been able to find. I can't say yeah. it's completely amazing because it, it, like, some of the acting is not up to par, but. Yeah, if you just like, I always love these movies where it's like, like a guy in a town and maybe everyone is in on yeah. it kind of thing. Because to me, there's nothing scarier if you can't go to the police or you can't go to your parents yeah. or you, you know, can't trust anyone. And oh, then, there is a way to make it scarier. Yeah. and this movie did it. <laughs> it's almost more gross and scary, gooey effects. Yeah. And I'll just say too, he calls his dad butthead one time, oh. and I'll say that plays off later. That is on. insane, right? <laughs> um. I think it's, I don't know if you got this, I felt like mm. it was a whole commentary on Hollywood, because they're talking yeah. about, like... The Caliguia that is Hollywood? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I felt like it was definitely that, you know... Mm. The upper you crust. You gotta join, if you want to join this... People, like, pulling out glass tables for some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Yeah. I think it's definitely worth a watch. I, I'm surprised it's that low. Maybe I need to, I don't know. It could be higher, I think, uh, but... I don't know. It's my type of film. I love that man versus whole town thing. And I love like that. Yeah. That, that payoff. If you hated the rest of the film, that payoff, you're going to give it so many stars because of that payoff. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Don't, don't eat watching this movie. Don't, don't (laughs) popcorn is not really, what uh, what pumpkins did you give? Uh, seven pumpkins, seven pumpkins. Yeah. Society. Uh, Society. Cool. Anyways, what else do you guys watch on the third? I watched, uh, Roger Corman's 1959 movie, a bucket of blood. Awesome. Or a, a, a bucket yeah, a bucket of blood. Uh, 
so this stars Dick Miller, who I oh, always that guy's the best. Love Dick Miller since he was in Explorers as a kid. I was gonna say at Gremlins <laughs> and in Gremlins, he's great in Gremlins. This was I I, I saw it in, on, on a lot of lists, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna check this out, and I, it's on mm. Canopy, and man, this was even better than my expectations. Oh, get out of here. So Dick Miller is, is this busboy at this kind of beatnik cafe bar situation, and he's he seems a little bit slow, like definitely, you know, not as cool and hip as all of these people as well. And he lives on his own. He can't fit in here. And then all of a sudden there's an accident with a cat and because of this, he's he's trying to make sculptures and can't do it. But then he just puts the cat in a sculpture, brings it to the cafe, and everyone thinks Loses he's a genius. Mind. It's really funny. This movie, like, it's a great Got satire. That Dick Miller charm on the. It, he's he's like weirdly charming, and like his transition into this artiste that everyone loves. It just destroys the beatniks. In, in and a sorry, great did way. he kill the cat when he? So he kills the cat oh, okay. in an accident, oh, okay, and then accident. ends up. Uh, and it sets him on this dark path yeah. because everybody likes his sculptures. Then he starts making sculptures out of yeah, you can kind uh, of yeah, you, you know where it's going. Um, it always kept me entertained. I, I read a little bit about even Corman. This was kind of a. Uh, like just something they were going to fit in and then it became one of his favorites because he couldn't believe how well the cast interacted with one another. I'm going to give this one 7.5 pumpkins. Oh, wow. Uh, I I really, really enjoyed it. I've heard a lot about it too. Maybe I'll throw it on this. this, uh... It it feels like a a good length for it and yeah, it's overall, I I would definitely recommend it. It's on Gambia. I'll check it out this month. I got so many movies I want to watch. I know. So many. And like right now, talking to you guys, I'm like, and it's like, I'm going to get through half. Talking to you guys, I'm like, well, I got to watch that. Oh shit, I want to watch Society now. Like it's uh, really bumping me up. So um, on the third, I watched this movie, I guess it's a Netflix joint called The Head Games. Okay. Where the story is this cat is uh, in the desert and he finds a bunch of people who start smoking pot and he makes friends with them and they're telling ghost stories around the campfire and it's almost like a Beetlejuice situation where if he says like Tigua like five times uh, I guess a monster will come and um, it's almost like a changeling it can kind of uh, imitate people and imitate people's speech patterns and it thrives on the number five so shit's happening uh, and no one's really paying attention but he's kind of like Something, something's up I, I don't know what's going on so um, shit goes down and it turns into the five of them are left and there's a great scene where the uh, changeling, she puts her hand up and goes five. Then she like puts her thumb in and the, the one girl just sits there and just kind of like opens up her wrist. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So that scene gives it an extra pumpkin. That being said, it's only getting 5.5 pumpkins. Oh. <laughs> oh, I th- yeah, I thought I've heard people talking about the film. But... Yeah, it was interesting, but it didn't really do it for me, man. Again, I feel like these Netflix and Shutter exclusives get more hype. Yeah, people are just desperate for any like. That's new what I'm wondering. That, like, yeah, I seem like I, every time I watch a lot of them too, I'm kind of like, meh. Yeah, but um, Dan, you got two more. Apparently, you watched six fucking movies on this. You thing. know what? I had the day off, and it was just a shitty day outside. It I was woke up in all the week was kind of shitty. I, I yeah. woke up in the morning, and I'm like. You know what? Fuck Kyle. That's instantly what I thought. So I like put on the first movie. I think it was like seven in the morning. Well, when you I'm messaged like, me at like nine on Saturday and you're like, I'm already into two movies. I was just like, why did I invite this guy? Yeah, <laughs> Fuck. All right. So one of my new hand over favorite the crown to you. horror films. Uh, oh, I watched. Oh. Uh, it's newer. American it's- Psycho 4. <laughs> yeah. Or, sorry. American Poltergeist 4. The Boy. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I you were saying really, you can... really like, wait, like which this the, film. Because there's two films called The Boy that came out the same year. This is the one with the girl from Walking Dead? I've never seen The Walking Dead. The, is this one about the dummy, the doll? The doll, yeah, yeah okay, Brahms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So... I really, really like this movie. Uh, I liked the, it too, and it seems like a lot of people hated it. I thought that again. I don't want to spoil yeah. the ending, but I thought the ending, like I didn't. It was clever that, as yeah. hell, right? No, yeah, and I think that's what I like about it. So the premise of this movie is this woman is fleeing her abusive boyfriend, goes to England uh, or somewhere in Europe, and is hired to babysit this kid. She walks in. The parents are like, "Oh, this is Brahms, uh, and it's a doll." And they kind of go through the list of rules. You have to follow the rules. And then they leave on their first vacation they've had in years. And then she's left taking care of this doll. Yeah. And it's just a creepy concept. You know, things are happening. She doesn't like the doll in the beginning. Yeah, weird things happening, like at night stuff are moving around, stuff like that. Yeah, like her shoes go missing yeah. right off the top, you know. And they're like, oh, Brahms does that. You know, he's just playing. Yeah. He likes to hide shoes. Yeah, and the movie kind of gets to the point, right at the point in the movie where you're like, okay, I've seen enough. There's uh, a nice little twist. There's just this almost explosion, and then the movie just takes a whole other twist. Yeah. And it's, ju- it's just... I love this movie. Yeah. That's why they're doing a sequel to it, and I don't know if the sequel would work. I think yeah, this film. Worked. I thought they already did I a sequel. I don't want to see. Oh, the did sequel. it come out? They, yeah. it, it is oh, okay. out. Yeah, yeah it's I, called I, just Brahms. I, think. I thought it was called The Boy oh. Too. I thought I got to later um, something, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, the sequel's not gonna be good, right? Like, no. how many pumpkins, Dan? I gave it seven pumpkins out of ten. Okay. I guess that was your new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but <laughs> Kyle, no, Blair Witch, which is my all-time favorite, got yeah. a nine. Yeah, nothing gets a ten, so I'm kind of no. But if it's like a new favorite, I would think at least eight. eight. No, because you gave me shit. You know what? I was re-listening to a bunch of old podcasts, and just you giving me shit that I marked too high. Dude, that's like I work to find stuff to give you shit on. If you've changed that, I'm gonna find something else. That's fine. That's fine. You know what? You're you're. It's always like whiplash listening to your scoring. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because you'll really like hit, ramp up a film, and then you'll be like six out of ten, and then a film you'll like talk, and it seems like you didn't enjoy it, and then you'll be like seven point five. Like, Why am I confused? I forgot about the point fives. So I would have given that a seven point five. Uh, pumpkins. pumpkins. Okay. Okay, that's so, a little okay. bit more that's, reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Half a point. What the hell? That, yeah, that, hey, have a point. Yeah, it counts, man. Okay, what else did you watch? Finish off your night. Uh, I finished off the night with uh, Silence of the Lambs. Dude, Ooh. I watched that on the fifth. There you go. How great yeah. is this goddamn movie? It's such a good movie. I forgot how good this movie actually is. Like, it brings you in. The acting on everybody is amazing. I forget the guy who plays Buffalo Bill, but he is so good as a villain. Uh, so is that Jason Le- Mewes? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah. Uh, Levine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not Ted. Uh, Ted Levine. Ted Adam Levine. Levine? No. Yeah, no. no. And even that, like, when he's like, well, isn't you a great big fat person? Like, he... Destroy and he's so creepy in the way he talks. Was that some of that's based on like there is a real killer? Or was that um, Bundy? Was that Bundy that would do that? He would like pretend he had a broken arm or something. Yeah, oh, maybe Bundy. I thought I read that he did something like that. Yeah, so. oh, Bundy was notorious for that. And then that film injuries. was obviously based yeah. a bit on the um, this, uh, Norman Bates. You can see why this movie won all the awards in that that year. Oh, it for is sure, so good. But there were some scenes like even when she's uh, in the beginning, there was an odd moment. I guess because it's time when she's running uh through quantico and as she's going through it she's like high-fiving her friends and kind of like joking and the background acting was terrible mm-hmm. right like I, I was watching like what is going on then after that i'm like it kind of right pulls itself. it together but like the first like two minutes i'm like what no this can't be that i haven't bad. seen this in, in yeah for it almost it almost looks like the intro to police academy like yeah police it academy was weird right she's like high-fiving her friends yeah. and the guys are kind of like checking her out as they're walking but i guess it's a commentary like 
um, this might be weird sounding. It's supposed to be like because she's a female, right? That's, That's exactly it. Like she's being, the whole movie plays on that, right? She's like, being stalked by like every dude she runs yeah. into is trying to fuck her, which is weird, right? right? Like even that like uh, psychiatrist, like that uh, dopey psychiatrist yeah. is like, hey, are you staying in town tonight, there, sweetie? <laughs> how, how'd yeah. you watch this, Danny? Oh, I have the DVD. Okay. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Roger Corman plays a role in this movie as the head of the FBI. Oh, yeah. right. Which you, is kind of well, fucked up, right? You know like, who else is in it? Chris Isaac. The, or Isaac Hayes, the guy that's like, oh, well, Yeah, Chris fallen. Isaac. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Isaac. Isaac who, Hayes. Who is he? Yeah. I have no clue, but I saw him like in the actual opening credits, and I'm like, where the hell is he? And yeah. I couldn't find him. Yeah, strange. I'm like, it's, I don't know what. Maybe he's that guy like jerking off in the cell. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Cool, how many pumpkins, guys? Oh, that's an 8 out of 10 pumpkins. Yeah, 8.5. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Adam, you have one more for that? Uh, yeah, I've got one more. So I watched a 1959 uh, William Castle movie, House on Haunted oh, Hill. awesome. Uh, I'd never seen this before. How much fun is this movie? Tons of fun. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it is uh, Vincent Price's character invites these five strangers to this supposedly haunted and and dangerous home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they'll stay the full night, he'll give them ten thousand dollars. It's basically him and his wife hate each other, and they're well, kind of the yeah. They, they but their banter so, is yeah. amazing. Their banter is incredible. Vincent Price gets to chew the scenery in yeah. this one, and he does an amazing job of it. Overall, like the cast is great mm-hmm. and recognize uh, like you you easily like recognizable tropes they're yeah. playing, but they make their characters a little bit more relatable and interesting than mm-hmm. just the standard horror schlock of, yeah. of the time. Uh, yeah, I, I had a ton of fun with this. My only complaint is that it's it's a shorter movie, and at the end it r- tries to wrap things up a little too quickly, and it feels rushed. Even though I, I like where it goes, yeah. but I feel like if you give another 10 minutes to kind of get into the psychology of what's going on, it, it would just be a better movie. I found yeah. that was that in a lot of older films, like it's almost like they rushed that, that finale. It just like it wraps up mm. just like that. So, so I'm going to give it 7.5 pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, think I, I like this one slightly more than a Bucket of Blood, but not enough to give it the eight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This year, like, I'm loving. It's all about black and white films for me, and yeah. they, they, on Blu-ray especially, they look so good. So. They do look great. Like, I'm just yeah. I don't. I, I guess VHS it's, uh, is hard to watch. Like black and white. You can see why. Like when we were kids, like it wasn't really like keeping our interest. No. It was so grainy. Well, like, even ah, this is on out. Canopy, and the transfers on Canopy are, are good. G- really good. I, I feel like it's better than Netflix yeah, and Tubby. Prime. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'm just I'd rather watch an old film than a, a modern one lately. I yeah, don't know. they're just. They're like a simpler time. They're I a little bit more tr- I'm trying to go all over the map. Like, yeah, I am too. I just feel like, fuck, I, I need some newer ones that are going to do something for me. Yeah. Uh, is that it for the third, guys? That's it for That was a big day. Yeah, well, yeah. for Dan alone. Well, is, uh, six movies. That's insane. Like, I thought, people do that I thought week. I did three, and I was like, wow. Yeah. That's Suck it, guys. Three movies. It was <laughs> it was a rainy week. Coming in and with your I'm microphone doing, swinging. <laughs> I'm doing Sober October, too. Oh, so you're doing like a white so month? I, I'm doing like, I haven't had to drop alcohol since last Sunday. No I'm, weed? It, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you say like Sober October, like, oh, maybe like weed, too. Like, no, uh, no, no, no. So what I did all day. It's like saying like, oh, I'm giving up like a weed and doing heroin <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near I know but nowhere same thing no no, yeah. no I'm living straight edged and like oh so you're not not drinking no I'm still drinking I'm just not like smoking <laughs> 
No, yeah, sober October, and it was like a, a cloudy day. I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to sit. Smoke, as long as you don't have any more of those days, and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next Tuesday, I already have a day like that. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't think I would be at this guy's doing. Like, I, can, I'm, I thought I was doing pretty good. Like, I'm staying steady with two a day, but uh, I can't do like six. That's Even crazy. two a day is rough. Like, that's it's hard. three it's hours. Me, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the fourth. I'm going to talk because I feel like I've been listening to you guys jammer on for the past yeah. hour. I watched. Uh, uh, Finally, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a fan film, Never Hike Alone from 2017. So uh, I'm sure you guys all know the whole copyright issues going on with the Friday 13th franchise, why we haven't had a new film in years. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but it seems like people are very hungry for Friday 13th films because this, I guess, came out two years ago and I didn't hear anything about it. Oh. But lately I've been just been hearing so much talk about this film and another one called Friday 13th Vengeance. They're both full-length films. Well, this one was an hour, the other one's an hour and a half, so they're full-length films, though they're not like a 20-minute short. The production was smaller, and I think it didn't have a lot of money, but it looks great. Like You, you know when sometimes you watch these fan films, they feel like a college production? Yeah. This feels like it, like a, just more of a smaller film. But anyways, this is a hiker, survivalist. He's a blogger, so he's going out doing his blog, and he accidentally comes across the remnants of Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, sweet. And of course, Jason Voorhees is still there attacks him and he has to make it back to his truck before Voorhees gets him. Uh, yeah, just very well shot. Uh, the Jason stuff is very cool. There's some atmosphere. It's not as good as what you you know get in the movies. Yeah. Not a fog for my liking. My biggest problem with it is that like Friday the 13th you watch for the characters yeah. and the kills and maybe some breasts. This because it's a one man trying to survive. We're not getting that really many interesting characters. Like this actor is fine. He's good. He's interesting to keep your attention, but he's not, you know, he's not, not to kills. Crispin Glover. Yeah. There's not going to be any kills because there's only one guy. And, uh, you no, know, unfortunately, zero, he never took boobies. off his top. Yeah. Or if he did, he didn't have breasts. So, anyways, it, it was fine. It was okay. But I, I'm hearing a lot of hype about this. And I think it's just because people are that hungry yeah. for a new film. Uh, Tom Matthews, who played Tommy Jarvis and Jason Lives, does make a cameo in this. So, yeah, this is the one I'm watching. The other one, which I'll talk about next episode, that one, like, they actually got um, Harry Manfredini to do the score awesome. for. And I think some other actors make appearances in that one as well. But yeah, I'm going to give this Six Pumpkins out of 10. I Again, it's it's fine. It's worth a watch. To me, it didn't feel like a Jason film. It felt like, you know, an interesting take on it. But yeah. This gets the same score as Young Frankenstein. Yes, sir. Again, I, I rate things differently. Like Scooby-Doo, I'm rating as like a kid's family film. So if I give that an 8, it doesn't mean it's better than a film, that, a horror film, adult film that I might give a 7. It just means for a family film. Yeah. And in this case, this is... Uh, indie production that probably was made for you know twenty thousand dollars. So for twenty thousand dollars, it looks great. The acting's great. It's yeah. fine. It just again, it's not what I want in a Jason film. Uh, yeah. All right. So on October fourth, I watched 1963's The Haunting, directed by Robert Wise. This is the kind of Hill House haunting yeah. of Hill House that has been remade by. Uh, our boy Mike Flanagan. I've watched nine episodes of this. Like in September, I was trying to get it through before October starts, so I got one more episode left. This show is fucking amazing. Yeah, I love it. I can't believe I didn't like it the first time around. Like it grabbed me, and there's emotion. There is everything you want, and there's spooks, there's jump scares, atmosphere up the ass. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Honey of Hill House, the new one. I, I'm also a, yeah. a, a massive lover. Uh, so I, I not seen the original. Oh. It's incredible. It's incredible. The special effects in this movie are insane. Um, and the amount, uh, just to the last tie into the new yeah. one, the amount of detail Mike Flanagan takes from this, the haunting yeah. 1963, 
it's everywhere in, yeah. in the new one. Uh, and he takes all of these like great elements of it. But yeah, this has a ton of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The choice, you know, spoiler, there's no, you're not really seeing any ghosts. Yeah. And that but makes you, it scarier. It makes yeah. it way scary. You feel them all the time. Yeah. Um, now this, uh, did you watch with any kind of surround sound or anything? Because this is when you need to hear that like pounding yeah. on the wall. I, I don't have the whole surround sound set up, but I've got, Still a fairly good speaker yeah, setup. So yeah. when the pounding on the wall is happening, yeah, you got you it. Eh? I've uh, I've got it. I I saw it on a great transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love this. It's so good. Right? Um, the the acting is all great. Mm-hmm. Um, from from the the two f- female leads yeah. to the professor that's uh, running the experiment yeah. to see, you know, he's in this house to find ghosts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I love this. The only thing that occasionally jarred me was the motivation of uh, Nell, uh, Eleanor, yeah. and, and Theodora. Occasionally, when they're interacting with one another, feels a little bit jarring and rushed. Mm-hmm. Even though I think the acting is great, they go from being rivals to you know being really supportive of one another. And this is the only thing that kind of throws me for a loop yeah. occasionally in the whole movie, and and probably takes it from all timer status to just like holy shit this is great um, yeah. I'm gonna give it 8.5 pumpkins yeah, uh, it's the best thing I've seen uh, so far for me for sure yeah. of all time it, I actually recommended that like last uh, Shocktober uh, yeah you recommend this year I think yeah yeah you had actually a decent list surprisingly <laughs> so yeah I'd highly highly recommend it yeah, uh, so it good. looks fantastic and I guess and, and for the time I can't believe that it is that good He's, we keep on saying that but I mean there's a lot yeah, of I know. fucking yeah. 50s 60s films apparently I think like, it's uh, it's often we were used to seeing bad transfers not the yeah. way it was yeah, meant to be yeah you need to see those grays need to be black and, yeah you know, it makes a difference it, I think it, it does because you get depth uh, yeah. like this is the guy that directed West Side Story yeah that's making a, a horror movie and, and on a, more of a budget but he also I think edited Citizen Kane Whew. That's so like this guy, and you see that he's got all these amazing deep focus yeah. shots. Um, I- I- incredible. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I recommend yeah. it as well. <laughs> I watched Here Alone, uh, the zombie flick. Um, a woman and her husband. There's like a you know an epidemic breaks yeah. out, zombies everywhere. So they go into the bush, and the movie starts off with her and her husband and their baby go into the bush, and then it kind of has like you know the marquee, blah blah blah. And then you see her alone in the bush and she's like kind of covering herself in uh, like mud, trying to like break into a, like a thing for food. Uh, you find out it's zombies. And then and when she's coming back from a house raid that she does, she sees these two people walking down the street and a, a wounded guy. And she's like, is he, she has a shotgun. Yeah. A couple dozen or the, the stepdad, step uh, daughter, uh, stepdad's really hurt. She brings them over to help them out. And when the dad wakes up, you know, they decide to stick together, even though they want to be heading north. And I'm like, okay, typical zombie movie, you know. And then it starts to get really weird because the stepdaughter is really, really into the stepdad. So, like, they're sleeping in a tent at one point, and, like, the stepdaughter's, like, getting herself, like, ready for the stepdad to come to bed. Yeah. But then the stepdad's into the woman who's alone. So, like, the stepdaughter gets really angry about that. And she's jealous that her stepdad's now into this other girl and not into her. So can't they just all get along and maybe yeah. make a threesome? A little zombie J action, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, here alone with friends. Yeah. <laughs> um it's a really, really slow dissolving movie. Like it just kind of keeps the going. Paces, yeah. A drill. It's like a zombie walk. What are you going to give it? I am giving it five out of ten. <laughs> five pumpkins out of ten. I, I'm not a huge fan of zombie movies, but I watched the whole thing. Yeah. So, have you guys ever seen this movie with Howie Mandel called Little Monsters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is so much fun. It's almost it's classic, like Goonies yeah. meets Beetlejuice meets, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but I had a blast with this. It's starring the, the Bloody Savages, Fred and Ben, and <laughs> Howie Mandel and Daniel Stern as like the uh, angry authority figure, the dad. This is awesome. Harry Mandel takes a page out of, I guess, Michael Keaton's book and pretty much summons Beetlejuice to be like a little monster. But he's a bit more like hip and cool. He's wearing like a denim jacket and making fun of kids and whatnot. Like, movie's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It is so good. I'm going to give it like a seven and a half pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I finished off the night with the modern classic, The Cabin in the Woods from 2011. Oh, nice. I think I talked about it on a previous episode for the Technicolor Film Club. I started at my work. I was going to pick this because I had to pick an October flick, and I went with a different movie just because everyone had already seen this flick, yeah. and I didn't want to pick one everyone had seen and loved. But, yeah, this film is great. The characters and dialogue are all a lot of fun. I love how they kind of play on all the horror cliches. I do The stoner character is a little much, Yeah, but I guess you could kind of explain it with, you know, how everyone is a little much in that, yeah. that they are controlling that, I guess. But... Uh, but he's still fun. I, yeah. I like him. Uh, the zombies characters, when all that goes down, they're very cool and actually kind of frightening. Like I think that first half is almost frightening as yeah. a horror film. But really, the reason why you're watching this movie, and I'm not going to spoil too much, is just when you find out what actually is going on. It's, it's such a cool idea. I love how this the chaotic ending. This corporation is like controlling all these events and I love how they're taking bets on what creature is mm. going to pop up because when they go in the basement there's all like the horror like are you going to read this diary that's yeah. going to resurrect the zombie there's like the pinhead kind of yeah. cute thing there's all the different artifacts that would you know bring bring these creatures to life so I love all that but yeah the, the last 20 minutes is filmed this is society time on movies like they yeah. both have completely insane endings this for a different way this way if you're like a monster creature fan you're gonna it's love it awesome. you're getting everything in there it literally throws everything yeah everything the kitchen sink <laughs> in there um yeah I, I mean i think a lot of people have already seen it i'm not gonna talk about too much eight pumpkins out of ten yeah. i love this one it's one of my favorite if we're picking favorite 20 movies horror films from the 21st yeah it's 21st up there century? right 21st century yeah okay it just sounds weird for when is the 21st century when did that start like what is this like the two, two, 2000s on. 2000s on. Oh, okay. Right. So we were in the 20th century before then? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, then. I know. The like, more you know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. It's, it's a great one. That, I was thinking that'd be a fun podcast maybe one day. I mean, again, it'd be a lot of research, but like top, I don't know how many we would have to do each of the, the 21st century. Because I don't know if I would want to just do a specific 2010s. Uh, the last 10 years, that's everyone's list is going to be coming out. See, yeah. I, think, I think 21st century, though, because I, I don't think... So I think all, all my favorites years? are like... All, all my favorites, I think, are... Uh, well, I guess this is 2011, but a lot of them, my favorites are like the er, the mid... The early aughts. I guess. I don't think there's as many highlights for me in the past 10 years, but... Uh, to make a mm-hmm. top 10, you could probably... Yeah. Make yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, it's something to think about. Uh, on the 4th... I also watched an, another movie uh, directed by Oz Perkins, The Black Coat's Daughter. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Oh, awesome, right? Yeah, very cool. Uh, I I really liked, I, I know Maddie was with me on this and Kyle was definitely not with me on yeah, this. Yeah, I think Dan liked it too. I think I'm the odd. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. 
I think he has a, an amazing w- way with atmosphere yeah. and tone. And he can all- slow burn like and a he's, Yeah, he's, he loves the slow burn, but he also, he likes trying to play with conventions. Yeah. Like, this definitely plays with the idea. So the, the story is basically these two female characters yeah. are at boarding school and their parents are supposed to pick them up for a break, the winter holidays, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And... One parent, she on purposely has them come a different day, and the other ones, there's some ominous tones about what happened to them and why they're not picking up mm-hmm. their other daughter. Uh, it stars Kieran Shipka, I think is her name, from Mad Men, the, mm-hmm. the daughter from Mad Men. She's uh, the, what's the new show that's doing really well, Sabrina. The, oh, yeah, uh, which I've never seen. Is it Sabrina? Sabrina the, the, the Teenage the Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emma Roberts and Lucy Boynton, who I think is now most known for uh, being in the new Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. It's got, yeah, it's got a great cast. Mm-hmm. She was also in Apostle, which oh, I, awesome. I really uh, liked oh, yeah. a lot last year. I like Emma Roberts a lot, too, mm-hmm. actually. She's got a good filmography. Behind. And she was much different in this one because uh, everybody is downplaying the role. But anyways, everything, like, it's slow burn. You don't exactly know. Everybody's kind of weird how they're interacting mm-hmm. with one another. But yeah, he's just he plays with the idea of the normal possession tropes and and just like spins it on his head. He also just subverts the way you think twists are supposed to happen. Yeah, I I, I like this. Uh, yeah. It's probably on par with the other one for it's me. It's great, and it's telling like I three stories at the same time. Like the one, Is that the one like it's um. Uh, the people picking up yes. the hitchhiker. Yeah, and it, like it, a lot it ends of up playing with time and messes with time, and you realize later. And once you realize, it adds a whole level yeah. of tension. So I, I think I'm going to give this one 7.5 pumpkins. Yeah, I think it made yeah, my best of right, yeah. uh, last year. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one too. Uh, I, I, yeah, I know you guys have been talking about this one. I had saved it for... Shocktober? Well, its original Shocktober? title too was February, which I think I kind of like better. Yeah. I don't get the black coat starter if I think about it, but I don't even remember. It's it's yeah. something to do with the okay. possession. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of creepy elements. Again, just like I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house, mm-hmm. there's occasionally payoff, I think. I think problems. this film had a better payoff, though. That was my problem with the last one. I didn't think the payoff was there. Like, I knew what was going on that film five minutes in, and I was just waiting for it to happen. I feel like this one, you halfway through, you know exactly where yeah. it's ca- kind of going to go as well, uh, which also is why I like both of the films. So I don't know how he's going to subvert this in the future. But yeah. Formally, he is masterful in how he sets up his yeah. his shots. Yeah, like I I need to rewatch that other one maybe and maybe yeah, give it a right shot. Mood, but yeah, I, I it's one of that movies you got to be in a mood to check out. You've seen it, right? I've seen. I'm the pretty thing that lives uh, in the house, but I don't think I've seen the other one. So I watched uh, Cheers from uh, season three, episode four, called Fairy Tales Can't Come True. So they're all at uh, the bar, hanging out, having a Halloween party, and everyone's kind of busting uh, Cliff Clavin's balls because they've never actually seen him with a girl. And you guys see, like, oh, I got some uh, skills, and uh, I just like these Florida girls. So there's a girl dressed as, um, I forget what she's dressed as, a Tinkerbell or some shit like that. He kind of starts, like, hitting on her, and they kind of hit it off. And that's when this show kind of goes off the rails a little bit, because it's the first 10 to 15 minutes is during a Halloween party, and they're all, like, gathering up to give him the uh, pep talk, like, hey, you get out there, you go meet that girl, you got this, Cliff. You're like, you Cliffy, you're a good guy. And they're all, there's a camaraderie there that I kind of fell in love with this episode. And the last 10 minutes is him waiting for the next day for her to come and hang out. So it's not really that much of a Halloween episode after the party, but I loved 
every character in this, so I'm going to give it like 6.5 pumpkins. What about women in Tinkerbell outfits? Does that do it for you or not? Not really, okay. no. Huh. No, sorry. I think that's my thing. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Pan outfits, though. That's my thing. Yeah, you love Mary Martin. Yeah, that's love exactly boys it. never grow up. Uh. <laughs> I love gingers dressed Or they grow up way too quickly. <laughs> the good thing I like about kids dressed as Peter Pan, <laughs> I get older and they stay the same age. <laughs> okay, Dan. <laughs> that's Thank you for that. that great button. Yeah. Uh... I watched Hereditary. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I went and uh, re-watched it. I I really like this movie. It is great, right? That girl is so good. Tony Collette? Yeah. She's, she's amazing. So good. Are you talking about the kid or are you talking about the mother? Both. Yeah, okay, yeah they're both good. Both are just, mm-hmm. that, that movie, it's just a great movie. I, like, I think we've gone over this a bunch yeah. in the past. My favorite scene in that is with the mom when she's hanging from the ceiling. Right. At the one point. It's just creepy. It's jarring. Yeah. I really like the fact that what you don't see, mm-hmm. just what you hear. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that part of it. I'm like, wow, that's just... Because you, you know it wasn't... You know, like sometimes when you hear something, you're like, okay, you know, they, they did the hearing because they didn't have the budget to yeah. actually do the scene. This movie obviously had the budget to do the scene, but then we're like, no, the audio is creepy. Yeah. So I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's seven point five pumpkins. That is like a pumpkins. depressing, dark. Uh, like there's no light it. whatsoever in that movie. It's just like no. once it starts, yeah. it's. And Tony Collette, I think, deserves some sort of award, like for well, this I think, movie. I think everyone. I think that's yeah. a movie that really works so well because the performances. I mean, I didn't yeah. love it as much as you guys, but I mean, mm. performance-wise, I get everyone delivered there. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not as. Uh, I, I think the sun actually for me is is kind of the weak link. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the things that kind of lowered the score a little bit. A yeah, bit, a bit for me. Uh, anybody else got anything? You watched some more movies. So I watched uh, uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Oh. Got back on the Tales from the Dark Side train. Glutton for punishment. Yeah. Eh? Parlor floor front. Uh, this it, is going to be equal to Maddie's like Treehouse of Four or my Treehouse of Four. Then Maddie thought, oh, that sounds fun. I'm going to do that next year. Yeah. And then he went through hell. Yeah, this is starting to happen. <laughs> this one is a couple that buys this kind of brownstone in New York and they want to fix it up. But there's a tenant on the first floor in the parlor. And they want that. That's, they want that parlor. They want that parlor. They, they want the whole parlor house. tricks. But they can't kick him out. So he starts doing work for them. But he also has people coming to do voodoo readings, and 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 he'll put curses on people or does all this stuff. Well, he he puts a curse on this woman that's upstairs who's just super nasty and awful hmm. to him. The acting's pretty shit in this. Other than the guy that's on the first floor, he does a better job, and it's got the grandmother from Family Matters. So, ah, yeah, that nice to see her. Was she the asshole on the like top story? No, that would be amazing. That would have been a better thing. This is actually the best I've seen, and it's pretty weak. <laughs> okay, it's five point five pumpkins. <laughs> Tales from the Dark Side season two. Now I've heard that it was a super weak start, and then the middle is really strong. So you're hoping it kind of if the Halloween one is is great. Then we'll keep going, and if it's not, you might have to. It's okay. Might have to abandon. I remember being okay. I don't remember like being like, "Whoa, I can't wait to watch more of this." But it was fun. I uh, watched a Cheers from a uh, season ten, episode seven, called Bar Wars Five. This was a great episode. I've heard this is incredible. It's uh, I guess they're uh, constantly pulling pranks on this other bar, I guess across the street, 
and uh, prank war. So he comes in and he has this um, spooky Halloween thing playing the jukebox that keeps getting louder and louder. Then he goes to call and it's like the same song is playing on the telephone. <laughs> it's, and they're all dressed up in their costumes and uh, Woody Harrelson is like growing a pumpkin. And so he's uh, trying to get in the first place of the pumpkin carving contest. So Sam Malone is sick of getting tricked by this guy constantly. He's besting him in every turn. So he makes this, the guy comes in and says, listen, I'm sorry I broke your jukebox. Here's money. Here's a blank check. Take care of it. I got a bad heart. I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry that it caused you so much thing. Let's just call it even. We're gentlemen. See you later. So they's like, fuck that. Like he's he's pulling a prank on me. I know it. So they make this projector of um I forget the girl's name, but the old broad Rita. Uh, anyways. But they have her head projecting as he walks in the bar, so it's like a disembodied head of her like talking. And uh, it's a great effect. What? <laughs> you call the old, old broad. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like <laughs> Rita Perlman? Yeah, Rita Rhea, Perlman. Rhea yeah. Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. Like Danny DeVito's sex? Yeah, 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 you got it. She'd be flattered that you <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, if Danny DeVito and her made a sex tape, would you guys watch it? Yes. One I probably 100%. would. <laughs> I try to watch everything that Danny DeVito's in. Yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough, including Reed Froman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as they make the prank, and I guess the guy, they go in like, yeah, we got you, and he's dead. And Sam Malone is like, this is definitely a prank, and they do the funeral, and it goes into like this thing, like, I, I, you killed him. And it uh, turns into a great episode. Cool. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds good. Eight pumpkins out of ten. Nice. Cheers is amazing. Yeah, I, Cheers is one I, I do want to yeah. go like get the complete series and watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about Frasier, but Cheers, I think I would. Being a booze bag myself, you get to know like all these people at the bar. Like, I know these guys. Like, I actually see them constantly. So, who do you relate with? <laughs> I'm Norm, baby. <laughs> like, there's no doubt in my mind I'm Norm. And I know like everybody I know is kind of Cliff Clavin, like the know-it-all drunkard at the bar who hasn't really done anything but can like. Ah, I know this there. Uh... Okay, Shout Dan, out to Jimmy Diamond. Yeah, 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 JD. <laughs> so my last movie that I watched on the 4th is a movie that I, I really enjoy. I've watched it every year for the last couple of years since I got it. Uh, Mr. Jones. Have you guys seen this? It's Oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like a Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've seen this. It's a Cannon Crows documentary. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah it's just uh, it's a found footage film. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, this couple takes a year off. To do art in the woods. Yeah, like he's or, uh, like a, a filmmaker. Canyon. She's a photographer. They go out to the woods and like it's kind of them you find out that he stopped taking his medication when they went out there mm-hmm. the first bunch of days are like them losing track of time and it's just kind of look at them you kind of get a little bit of character development but you do see stuff in the background as they're filming you constantly yeah, yeah. see stuff like it's that's going cool. on in the background and then at one point they find that there's this guy mr jones that has like la, a la, cabin la, 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 la. <laughs> we're gonna be big stars and uh <laughs> So they find out that he's making all these sculptures and his wife or girlfriend, who's a photographer, knows this Mr. Jones, that he's this artist that nobody knows much about. She's like, we just discovered him. We should make a documentary on that. So he leaves, goes back to New York, and he starts interviewing people that have received these statues or trinkets or totem poles, basically. And you find out that this... So is this the Kevin Costner one, or am I thinking of a different one? No, uh, a different that's one, Mr. Yeah. Brooks, isn't it? Oh, yeah, okay. a different movie. <laughs> that's, that's, this whole time, I'm like, wait, this isn't the movie that I'm thinking of. <laughs> and uh, so the, you find out that all these totems are basically to protect you from the dream world and the real world. It, it, which is weird in a found footage movie. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool because you start, as you're watching it, it's all found footage. So it's all you can see where it's being held from. But then you start to realize that some of the shots of them are from different camera angles and the camera's moving. 
so you know that someone else is filming them, but they're alone. Okay. So it just kind of, it, it took me three times to figure out what yeah. this movie's about. Sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Because it kind of flips back and forth between reality and the dream world in a found footage movie. Huh. So it's kind of, it takes you a while to kind of figure out, yeah. like, like there's one w- scene. Would you recommend watching it or? I would definitely recommend yeah. watching it. I yeah. would not. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Have you seen it? Yeah, I hated this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> oh, see, that's so weird. It, I remember being like, the dream stuff and whatever, and and at first when you do see start seeing like all of the artifacts, it's kind of cool. The found footage stuff by the end just makes me want to fucking. I find found mi- footage I get real annoyed with. Yeah, because it starts becoming very convoluted. Why all this found footage yeah. stuff is happening? Right, and it, uh, yeah, I have a trouble with found footage. Occasionally it works and it's fantastic, but most of the time it is not for me. The the reason I've watched it every year is so I can kind of get to the point. Because, as you said, it it does get very confusing. The first first little bit of this is amazing, actually. Yeah. And this is why I remember this, because it got me all in when they first go on the woods and what they're trying to do. And then every moment after maybe 10 minutes. Once he goes into a, a basement. Like it was like a maze type thing. Yeah. That's where it kind of it confused me. Yeah, I feel it just gets so bungled. Maybe is the right so, word. So what, what's your rating? Just to in? piss off Adam, I'm adding a five percent extra. <laughs> uh, it's a six point five out of ten for me. Oh. again, that you you said you watch it every year and <laughs> six point five. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, man. But point <laughs> five. Don't get it. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna rewatch <laughs> Young Frankenstein and just give it a two. I think. <laughs> to... I think I. Uh, yeah. This is like a on my Letterboxd. It's like a one and a half star movie. Which, by the way, Dan, get the fuck on Letterboxd. Okay, are we on to the fifth guys or? No, the fifth. Okay, I'm gonna start because I'm just gonna knock these two out very, very quickly because no one listening to this show cares about these. Another episode of Scooby Doo, uh, Thirteen Ghosts Scooby Doo. This one's called Ship of Ghouls. Oh, uh, Scooby Doo is afraid of everything. They go on a cruise vacation. The Bermuda Triangle's in there. Five pumpkins out of ten. Uh, I also watch Rugrats season eight, Curse of the Werewolf, because uh, someone wanted to watch this. I think I watch this every year. We yeah. go through this whole Nickelodeon Halloween DVD, which I actually think Nickelodeon cartoons still hold up. Like I think as an adult, there's stuff in there that I yeah. can dig. So I don't mind when he wants to watch these from 2002. This is Angelica. If you guys know, I don't think I need to get into what Rugrats yeah. is, but Angelica is banned from trick-or-treating. She convinces the babies that they'll be stuck in their costumes forever if they don't give her all their candy because she's a bitch like that. Um, Chucky's afraid of everything. He's dressed a werewolf, but he must overcome his fears to help them escape from the haunted house ride. Uh, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten for nice. like a kid's animated cartoon yeah like i think you you can't really go wrong i think yeah i remember liking the rugrats halloween episodes yeah i think rugrats it's it's a fun Mm -hmm. show i mean i I don't think i could sit there and watch the whole season like a episode after an episode but you know it's kind of fun you know you can relate to the you know having kids you can relate to seeing these kids do shit and you're like (laughs) yeah that's what kids do and how they think and anyways those are two episodes i watched i watched one more movie i'll talk about in a bit but i want to get those out of the way okay so the first one after finishing it i'm like I don't know if this actually movie counts right now. Ooh, so I watched the the new M Night Shyamalan <laughs> Glass uh, Split. Oh, okay, yeah, that I counts. would count Split. Yeah. I don't think I would count Glass. Yeah, even though I guess they're the same universe, but I think Split yeah. is more of a horror. Yeah, movie, yeah, I right? count it. How great was that actor? What's the guy's name? Um, James McAvoy. Yeah, he is amazing in this movie. Like, Absolutely amazing, incredible. 
I mean, his facial tics when he changes characters like wow yeah. he is doing it yeah so the idea of this movie is it kind of starts off pretty cool where a guy gets into a car there's three girls in this car basically their dad was going to drive him home and he just kind of throws on a mask like just covering like his nose and his mouth and sprays into the two girls in the back seat they both pass out and the girl that's in the passenger seat kind of looks at him like and he kind of isn't doing anything to her yeah and she opens the door and he just kind of almost rolls his eyes like oh, okay throws the mask on and knocks her out and then they wake up in a room yeah. and you soon find out that this guy is actually has multiple personalities and it's just one of or two of his personalities that have actually done the kidnapping so a lot of his other characters pop out and it's yeah. just it's it's a really cool take. It's a very mm-hmm. M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, like the one thing. Uh, it's not a spoiler at all, but at the end of the movie, it almost seemed like I was watching a Marvel comic movie because of the uh, cameo of Bruce Willis. Yeah, I guess I did do like I, the, I've uh, seen that. Yeah. Pre- like I, I'm not a big superhero movie yeah. fan, but it seems like everyone has like this cameo right at the end of like yeah the Marvel universe. Yeah. It's that, got to Anna Taylor Joy in it. Who she is, is great. Awesome. She's another she? like yeah. actress that like everything she's done is good. Like The Witch, this mm-hmm. New Mutants that's been delayed for so long that I really want to see. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm forgetting another movie she did that was good as well. But yeah, so for the pumpkin scoring, because I, I really like when I finish it, I'm like, this isn't really a Halloween. <laughs> I would still count movie. it. Yeah, like so when it comes to Halloween movies, I gave it a five point five. Oh wow! But uh, just for a just Halloween give it as an actual movie, movie. Yeah. Give it a, as an actual movie, I would say it was a seven. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's so, a yeah. movie yeah I, I really really quite like i haven't seen glass yet and yeah, me neither i, I never, picked up glass and i haven't i haven't watched it because i need to watch split yeah and I oh you watch. haven't seen split no i want to oh. watch unbreakable too before i watch glass unbreakable is fantastic yeah that's the original the like comic oh book you haven't movie, seen right? unbreakable i have when it came out yeah but i haven't it's watched like, it in like a couple an 8 years. or 8.5 yeah. for me i love that film but anyways let's get back to horror yeah uh who's up when is the last time you guys watched the brendan fraser mummy movie Oof. It's been a while. Been a while. It is a rough watch, man. Like this, <laughs> C- fun. that like, CGI does not hold. The CGI, up. But it's a yeah. fun like action. It was a fun, it? but you're taken out of it every. I hated these when they came 30 out. Thirty seconds, oh, like you one. see how terrible the CGI is. Like it jars on me, man. Like I thought it'd be like a fun Indiana Jones esque adventure, like mm. with him like battling Billy Zane as a mummy and shit like that. Like. Yeah. Oh, the CGI ruins this movie, man. I have the Tom Cruise one in my list to rewatch because I, I didn't love it. Yeah, I was like half asleep when I watched it. So, but yeah, I'm not expecting much either. Yeah, I think I was kind of half asleep watching this as well. But like, I thought like maybe it might like be okay. But I, I bought like three of them. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do the mummy. Yeah, I picked up the box set. Yeah, like the ooh. CGI gets worse surprisingly. That's... I think the first one, it's. It, I remember being okay, but the second Ooh, one is, it even is worse. Rough. But Brendan Fraser is so charming in this movie. Like you kind of forget. There's he was, been like this Brendan Fraser renaissance. Like, oh yeah. All of a sudden, everyone's like feeling like because he disappeared and people feel bad for him. But now all of a sudden, everyone's. It's kind of like the whole Paul Walker thing when he died. Like oh, all of a sudden, Paul Walker. Brendan Fraser's like one of the best actors of all time. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But he was good in this. Like I, I enjoyed fine. him. He was he's, fine. He's no like um, uh, Harrison Ford, but uh, no. is Paul Walker good in anything? Side note. Uh, I liked Joyride. Yeah, I Tammy was talking about that. I've never yeah. seen that. Joyride's a good one. I have it if you want it. Yeah? Yeah, I, I just remember like when he died, all of a sudden everyone was acting like this guy was one I've of also never seen any time. of the... Fast and Furious? I've never seen any of those. I heard you, they get better. Did you break down when he died? Like, Paul Walker, <laughs> your time on this earth was neither fast nor furious. <laughs> Is that your Vin Diesel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, let's... Uh, 
Yeah. So the, the mummy, I got to give five point five pumpkins. I want to wow. give it higher, but like that CGI that ruined slow. me, man. Huh. Uh, I'll wonder if he's in the yeah. I think I'm going to watch him in October. I'm, I'm going to try to do like the Mummy Returns and I guess wow, the third why? Mummy. Well, why? because I bought it. <laughs> Dude, you probably have like a thousand movies on your shelf unwatched. Yeah. And it's something that Han will watch with me as well, oh, too. Yeah. On uh, the the fifth, uh, yesterday, I watched one film and it was from 1982. Creep Show. Hey. Nice. So I had not seen Creep Show, and, and uh, you guys are all huge, huge fans. Oh, yeah. man, if he tears this apart. I'm not going to tear this apart, but I will say I was extremely worried after watching the first um what was the first s- segment father's day and and okay and the wraparound with tom atkins oh, i love the wraparound yeah. it's, it's over the top cheesy but it's fun man yeah. uh i i think the wraparound is terrible but <laughs> yeah. uh i think and i thought father's day which is kind of campy and fun but it wasn't what i was expecting for the best anthology series of all yeah. time yeah uh, talk that you guys well that, that is considered by many I think the best anthology like I, I think almost any list again is- Father's Day is the weakest outing on that one yeah and it, it, I think it's grown on me but yeah um, like it's kind of fun seeing Ed Harris and like his but, being a dick <laughs> but the dancing around the, yeah. and the old woman who first drives up with a yeah. cigarette in her mouth mm-hmm. it, like, it, like this seems awesome and well, then you have to remember this is meant to be kind of a little bit over the top too it's meant to have that EC kind of comics yeah. charm it's kind of meant to be a comic book come to life I love well. all the comic book stuff yeah like that's the thing the wraparound happened I went what the fuck are these guys talking about <laughs> and then the comic book st- stuff starts popping up and yeah. I'm like oh, okay this is super cool uh, I'm all in, but yeah, I, f- I found in this one like the acting tonally was just kind of like different from person to person a little bit. Uh, so yeah, if if it was if it was just Father's Day, this would be low. But I really liked the lonesome death of Jodie Varel. Yeah, uh, with Stephen King acting, he's a good actor. He's so campy and great in this, mm. and over the top in a good way. Yeah, and I started buying in. This is when my meteor w- shit. Yeah, <laughs> meter shit. Yeah, my my wife who has no love for any hokiness. When I was like, I want to watch this. She was like, the eighties. These are so goddamn hokey. Like oh, instantly, man. yeah. Just that's like, my favorite. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite. I'm the I, I don't way. like the I serious the stuff. I want the hokey stuff. Um. So, so I I really enjoyed this, and then the next segment with Leslie Nielsen oh, and Ted Danson. Holy shit, is this one good? Right. Uh, the score is one of the best yeah. scores ever. It's it's so I good. The whole movie, but that one especially. Um. Again, like it's it's kind of a vanishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one's not really plot. hokey to like the end. Yeah, in the end and it gets it's, hokey, and it's, yeah. but it's fun. And I think again, I like I think that was the one I could tell. Oh, like Tammy's kind of into this one, and then the the end happens. I love those. She's yeah. like, I can hold my breath a long <laughs> yeah. time. Amazing. Yeah. I think like even till the end, he's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Now, isn't it weird that Ted Danson's voice is not the same in this? He doesn't sound like Ted Danson. Yeah. I didn't even notice didn't that. Notice yeah, he. It, if you rewatch it again, his voice doesn't sound like his voice on Cheers. Did and it, what, did, what did you watch? Uh, you were Blu-ray. Hmm. Did you watch a five-point-one track? <laughs> he, his voice. No, I think there is some weird. There was some weird issue with one of the tracks. No, his voice is like uh. it's him, but like weirdly different. He doesn't quite have the same. Sam Malone or like uh, the guy from The Good Place. Kind uh, well, of we deal? just had watched the third season of The Good yeah. Place, and it was yeah. jarring how different hmm. his oh, voice crazy. was. Crazy. So 
Yeah, if you if you would have just watched the Good Place, and yeah, watched that, you'd be like, holy fuck, this guy's voice has changed a lot. Well, of what about days. watching Cheers and watching that? Because you're, I haven't like done it in a while. I'm gonna watch. Year, uh, yeah. I'm gonna watch Cheers again. But I feel like it. W- and that was the first thing Tammy said. He was like, "What's up with Ted Dancy?" See, voice? I didn't know yeah. it sounded, but I, I haven't seen like I don't know him. I know him from all his '80s stuff, so I didn't know yeah. the difference. I don't know. Um, I know him from like Three Men and a Baby. What about Made in America? So yeah, th- this would quickly go up to the top of my list, up there with. You know, some of the Black Sabbath and yeah. Trick or Treat. What do you think of the crate? Yeah, the crate. So the crate, I know, is a favorite of both of yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The crate is okay. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the one that I love. Um, Adrian Barbeau in yeah. this. She is hilariously obnoxious. Yeah. I found like this is kind of my complaint ab- about the whole creep show is I find the dialogue when it's not meant to be campy is bad and still campy like yeah. this was one like i love the uh the how halberk and uh his buddy the, yeah the talking and y- yeah i the, the that part didn't sell me i did love the the monster i love the idea of the crate and yeah. but yeah this one this one i know is a, a lot of people's favorite oh, you're breaking my heart here i but, guess this is like how you felt when i talked about young frankenstein <laughs> i haven't seen creep yeah. show in so many oh, years it's, awesome. uh, it's like top 10 of all time yeah, for me awesome. man um and then not uh, just anthology, like top ten horror of all time. Yeah, I mean. So yeah, I, I like the crate, but I I think I was expecting to love this one. The setup gets me. Yeah. But then I like the look of the monster. And- yeah, I like the look of the monster quite a bit. But again, like the dialogue kind of pulls me mm-hmm. out of it uh, a bit. I feel I feel overall like Stephen King doesn't really come to the plate in most of these, other than maybe something to tide you over where Leslie Nielsen is basically doing his yeah. best Vincent Price. Um, he's great in that. He's amazing in that. And they're creeping up on you. I also find the dialogue is amazing. Yeah. With E.G. Marshall. Uh, and I know this This one isn't one of, like your favorites on no, this. No, it, ju- it just made sure I didn't want to fill my list. Yeah, with Creepshow? With all Creepshow. I think because every other one made my... And like Father's Day is lesser, but it still snuck in there. That one is way too jarring for me. Like, all them bugs really like... Give it's the creepy crawlies, it is super, man. Super yeah. creepy. Yeah. Um, it might be my second favorite on this. I, I I thought this one was great. I thought his performance is amazing yeah. as this kind of rich, Old, like a Howard Hughes. It's as, a very Howard Hughes yeah. in the in the almost so futuristic. The real question is, what is your overall pumpkin rating oh. for Creep Show? This is, depends whether we invite him back or not. Yeah. So my overall pumpkin rating, it's I've been going back and forth on this. Don't sugarcoat it for us. Seven point five pumpkins at a time. Oh no, that's still good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, no, I, I really really uh, like this a lot. I don't know if. I have the same reverence after one viewing as you guys yeah, do. Like, yeah, I could see we over maybe over. Well, I don't think we overhyped it because I think it is considered by many to be the best. But I could see if you went in with too much expectations and didn't like its tone throws you off. But I, yeah, I think it will grow on you because, like I said, Father's Day, I didn't like that really at all the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. And now, like it made my top fifty just watching it several times. I just I love the goofiness of I want my cake <laughs> and the the head on the cake. Like I don't know, there's there's some good stuff in there. I think. Yeah, but. like the, uh, again, I liked all of the segments. Um, and it's similar to Doctor... I Doct- think in anthologies, too, sorry to interrupt you, but, like, and speaking of Dr. Terrors, which also I think is great, and, like, all the, a lot of the amicus, I love kind of goofiness in anthologies, to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to watch serious... No. VHS-style anthologies. Give me, yeah. like, the fun... Except it, the best segment in the Holidays one. Yeah. yeah I guess that's an exception. Which is also but, Father's yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, weird. Yeah, uh, I... Um, and, and Trick or Treat, they're pretty... 
Like there's a yeah. camp, but it, the tone is still like yeah. darker. I don't know. Like the campiness is great. I just found like uh, oh, the cinematography, and the colors, and all. That yeah, the the everything is shot incredible. It mainly is a dialogue thing that draws it back, where it becomes a little standard hmm. for, for me. Like this, it wasn't like. Oh wow! Like I, this feels like I could see this in a lot of different anthologies. These yeah, stories. Yeah, I know, man. That the Hal Holbrook and what they can't remember the other actor's name. Like that, those guys just hanging out. I could just watch. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that definitely them. wasn't the case oh. for for me. Um, in the and that and that's why because uh, I th- I thought Adrian Barbeau steals. Yeah, the show. Well, she is great She's in that great. too. Okay, well then, no, that's cool. That's a, you're, that's a yeah, whatever. It's like <laughs> like this would still. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, but this would still be like, you know, it's it's that's a good yeah, rating. Yeah. It's just not. You've seen Black Sabbath. You've seen Trick or Treat. Like this is probably your least favorite of the four, then, right? I like it more than Doctor Terror. Okay. Uh, and I liked it more than VHS or ABC's yeah, of Death yeah, or shitty ones. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, who's who's up next? Have you guys heard of that show called The Haunting Hour by R.L. Stein? Yeah, yeah. I watched two episodes of this, and I am kind of falling in love with it. It has a great atmosphere. It has like a really cool concept, and it's spooky as anything. The show I watched is a two-parter of this. A girl gets like an American doll that looks exactly like her, and this doll slowly comes to life and tries to take her life over. And it kind of has a spooky thing, like the doll's moving and kind of like a pretty much trying to uh, become her and hmm. she turns into a doll is awesome man i'm going to give it 7.5 pumpkins what's the production values on this is it, it is good it like, a budget there okay. is a budget man like cuz i think he's a great good. like he yeah. has really cool stories but sometimes like they, this the, the two episodes i saw is killing it like i'm kind of excited about watching this like i would love to and see there's them atmosphere back, uh, yeah do a, 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 another goosebump show but with a budget good yeah. acting and like what you could do because i think those stories are great and it's just unfortunate yeah. that that show i mean well lefty was throwing with his right arm <laughs> <laughs> you're like a matt christopher reference <laughs> <laughs> sorry anyways Matty, what are you saying uh that's uh, that's it that's uh, i watched two uh last night uh, I finished the night off with a movie called Fascination from 1979, directed by Jean Roland. Have you, uh, Roland? No, I've never heard of this. No. Oh, you have, have you heard of the director, though? I don't think so. So he's this famous, I don't know where he's from. Is he a French director? But he's pretty much famous. He does kind of these arty horror films that are usually erotic. Oh, yeah. Um, that's kind of his thing. He has a, he did The Grapes of Death, Wrath? I believe. Uh. He's got a whole catalog. Anyways, he's, he's yeah. pretty famous. He's got like 10 or 15 films he's put out that are well-known. And this is supposed to be considered one of his better ones. Um, anyways, the criminal has a dispute with the rest of the gang and escapes with the money they had stolen. He ends up in an isolated mansion that looks abandoned, but it turns out it's inhabited by two strange lesbian... I guess they're lesbian women. And uh, they have to, for whatever reason, keep him there till midnight. And they keep on mentioning this. When their when their friends are going to show up, lots of breasts, nudity, graphic sex. Oh wow! The one woman in the house, like she sleeps with three different people in the first like half an hour. <laughs> I mean, like this is just very European. It's full. It's showing a lot. Like the sex scenes will go on for a couple minutes. Like I think on the Blu-ray it has deleted scenes where those sex scenes go on for longer because <laughs> it was like he filmed extra in case you know they could also release it as a soft horror film oh get out of here so yeah just a lot of sex it has kind of a cool atmosphere kind of this already already vibe there's a really cool payoff with a woman walking around with a robe and a, a sickle 
which I thought was fun. I don't know how I feel, felt about this. It's, I mean, that's what I've heard for people. Like the first time you watch his films, like it's not for everyone. And it's, I, I don't know how I felt. I, I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of 10. Okay. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was interesting. It kept my interest, but it, it did also feel like, you know, it's a neurotic horror. Yeah. You're watching it to see a lot of very nice breasts, but uh, it didn't really do it for you. Well, I don't know if it did. That's the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think the payoff was enough. Within a half hour, you were kind of spent and tired. <laughs> you're saying? <laughs> well, that's three yeah. minutes in, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's some interesting. And stuff now in my the popcorn end. is ruined. <laughs> 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 well, it depends if you wanted the extra butter yeah. or not. But. Uh, Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, the, the couple, I don't know. The ending was kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's one of those things I want to watch. I'm intrigued. It got me enough that I'm interested to watch more of his work, but at the same time, I'm not like, oh, I loved it. I need to go and buy all the rest of his work right now. It's kind of like if I can, you know, pick them up cheap, I'll, I'll grab them, but I'm not going to run out and drop the money on them right now, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought some of you guys would have heard of his work because he's, no. he's quite famous. I no, guess. I hadn't. But, uh, yeah. What else did you guys watch? That is it for me. That's it. I got one more movie. Uh, Is it French and erotic? This better be good. It better be French. It better be erotic. It is a very fun movie. I really, I I actually watched it twice last year because I watched it the first time and I'm like, Courtney needs to watch this. So when she came home, I'm like, watch this. So I actually watched it twice last year. Death Note. Okay. Uh, I thought you didn't like that movie. No, I didn't like that movie at all. I rewatched it from looking at it just as a fun movie. Okay. And once it gets to that point of being a fun movie, I really like it. Willem Dafoe is, is the, the voice yeah. of like this mo- the, And that's basically, my boy that Adam Wingard did that too, Adam didn't Wingard, he? Shit. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. He's please, lost bite me. your tongue. He's done like Blair Witch that. Yeah. He's got the next King Kong vs. Godzilla we'll see which Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm not uh I'm no longer on the Wingard, the Wingard train. Yeah, I, I really like this movie. I, I think it's a lot of fun, the whole concept of it. A kid gets a, a book, you can write a name down, and then how the person dies, and this death god will take out this it's person a great, for you. Yeah, it's a great concept, mm-hmm. great idea. I just ugh. I really like the fact that the actual like, death god is voiced by Willem Dafoe, and it's almost like he's... like. A college kid because he's like a death god so you have to think he's been around yeah, for, for ages thousands and thousands of years but he's got this kind of like witty banter about him yeah. like at one point they have a detective who's named l mm-hmm. and because he always has a mask on this guy can't write down the guy's name to kill him so he knows this detective's coming but the detective also knows he can't kill him without knowing his name uh-huh so he keeps his id protected and I really... It becomes almost a comic book film. It's, I'm surprised yeah. you like it. You know, like it, it, it's comic really book. weird. That no, it's a, yeah, it's a, like a J- Japan... Jap- a mag- 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 magma? Mag- manga. Manga. No, but I mean, like, it, it literally, like, he is, like, this superhero, and he's using his powers, like, the Punisher, to take out criminals, and it's him taking out various crime lords. Like, it becomes... More of a comic book film than a horror yeah. film, I found. Yeah, what? But like a lot I don't of bad know. There's something really. And... There's nothing about this movie that makes it seem like I should like it. Yeah. But I really, really enjoyed watching it. Like I just there's there's one point where, like you have the kid who has the death god behind him, and then like they're watching a press conference of this detective named L, yeah. being like, "Well, if you want to kill me, kill me now," and the death god's like. I'm kind of rooting for him now. Like, so he's supposed to be this guy's death god, yeah. and he's like trash talking the guy that kind of owns him. And I'm like, that's kind of a cool concept. And Willem Dafoe's voice, I just love. Yeah. So yeah, I I gave it six point five pumpkins. Awesome. It's just a fun movie. 
So is that it for uh, the first installment of Shocktober? How I many think- pumpkins did you give Death Note? I gave it 6.5 <laughs> pumpkins. What'd you give it? I, I'm so confused because you're saying how much you loved it and you watched it twice in one night and now you watch it a third time in 6.5? Yeah, last year. Last year I watched it twice. And I remember even in September I was going to watch it again. Like, is 6.5 a good rate? Because when I think of 6.5, it's like, it's okay. Yeah, that's my. It's yeah. okay. That's my like. like I feel. Me, I feel like you're talking lowered. about films that should be seven and a half, eight, and you're saying a- anything you're above see. seven is like okay. This is more than it's but, okay. But, yeah. So maybe I just don't understand your scale. What is a six point five to you? A six point five is it's a good. movie that I can throw it on, but the odds of me looking at my cell phone while I'm watching it or playing Farmville <laughs> are very highly <laughs> are going to happen because I'm just going to be like, eh, and go back down. Okay, you know. You're a strange, confusing young man. <laughs> um, but that's why you love me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I guess this is it for our Shocktober yeah. then. Uh, we will be back next week covering the 6th to the... 13th? Uh, 1780s. 13th. Yeah. yeah, the 6th to the 13th. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Hopefully yeah. you uh, got some picks out of here. I think it seems like we kind of all had kind of mediocre yeah, weeks. Like, I think we definitely had a couple of high points, but... All the TV shows I watched I liked, but the movies were kind of... And I might have been the opposite. Yeah. But you got, well, a, you got a lot uh, of the Tales from the Dark Side that kind yeah, of brought Yeah, you the Tales from the Dark Side brought me down, but House Unhaunted yeah. Hill, The Haunting, yeah, that's true. Uh, Bucket of Blood, and Creepshow. Yeah. These were all really, yeah. really good yeah. movies. I had a couple of highlights, but yeah, for the most part, I just... I enjoyed everything, but I didn't uh, love really much. I'm actually planning on Tuesday, just for you, buddy. I'm going to watch The Fog. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The original. Yeah. But the, the thing original, is, he's yeah. not going to watch the original. He's going to watch the remake. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to watch the original. Nice. I have actually, I have the uh, the John Carpenter's The Thing and the Oh, awesome. Oh, you're going to throw Prince of Darkness kinda... in there too. Yeah, you're going to have a great afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, guys, it's uh, long, so let's get out of here. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you've been enjoying all the content. We've been getting a lot of stuff out there for you, and hopefully, we can keep up with that. Although this long episode is going to yeah. see how it goes. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. You can get a hold of us uh, on Twitter at Movie City Maniac. You can find us on uh, Facebook. Just search yeah, Movie City Maniac. we got a like page, group page, yeah. and email uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us, Adam and uh, Danny. Hopefully, you guys will be back. Yeah. Or else you'll be eliminated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, hopefully you don't show up next week and uh, I can keep my crown. Yeah, honestly. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully you guys are having a good October so far. Stay scared. Woo ha ha ha. Welcome to the place where all the creatures meet. The last building to your left on the dead end street. Find skeleton bones outside in the pavement. And torture chambers down in the basement. Cobwebs hanging over your head. Music being played by the Grateful Dead. And spinning on the turntables back to back. There's no other than my main man, Wolfman Jack. The MC of the night, rapper to the tune. What's the creature? From the Black Lagoon There's a sign on the door That can't be missed It means enter But at your own risk There's people been reported Going in the haunted house But never again Seen coming out You ask me if it's true I'll leave it up to you Here's an invite I hope I see you tonight I don't got one second. God damn it. I thought Maddie would be going. Okay. Just say it again and I can edit it yeah. out. So, so on. So you don't embarrass yourself. 